Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, <laughs> or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Kelsey, Kelsey, talking on a sports show, trying to be macho. Your voice sounds just like a seven-year-old girl, a little sports whole show. What else are you there for, Kelsey, Kelsey? Talking like a baby who needs a little training. Why can't you understand? You don't sound like a man. Remove the rubber band. That joke, your throat comes. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. Kelsey, your lucky management don't care. Cause Kelsey... You don't belong there on the air. And Kelly, the sports can wait till your voice cracks. Cause anyone who sounds like that should find another job. And they should only take you back when both your BBs drop. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, when you're gonna grow up, you make us want to throw up. You silly, squeaky fool, go to broadcasting school. Your pre-cubescent voice makes you sound like a hut. You're a hut. What an understatement. You're a hut. 1015 and happy Wednesday to you. I'm uh, listening this morning. Of course, I am a captive audience in here because every time I punch up the red buttons on the board, hear what George is saying to me. The on the air is on there, too. And, no, I don't listen in the car, Defoe. I hate to break the news to you. Don't listen in the car. Sorry. Although I think that when uh, Ranieri starts in a couple of weeks, I'll be listening, just to hear that ooga-booga one more time. So I'm listening about 9.35, and just what a propitious moment. I hear uh, Defoe uh, needling uh, Gildy about Hank has uh, made some caustic comments about him the other day. And then also uh, I get in there again. Now, see, Gildy, you can make all the comments you want. And, of course, you have no credibility anyway. So the idea that you make passing comment on my show or Hank's to begin with. See, one thing that anybody in this business knows, they know why I'm on the air here. They know why Hank is on the air. They have no idea, including us, why you're on the air. We have a suspicion, but we really have no idea what you, why you're on the air. But, again, always responding. I mean, it's one thing to have a weak comeback, but to have no comeback. And to make up stories about, wow, what did, what did you think about that, those BM buttons and about that Tom Fitzgerald trade? What did you think of it now? First of all, I was the one from the beginning. I liked the Tom Fitzgerald trade, and I said that Mark Parrish allegedly was a hell of a player, and he turned out to be. I never knocked that trade. Now, when it comes to Stu Barnes and Marty Straka, I didn't hear Geldy say nothing about that. And I didn't hear him to respond to what I said yesterday morning. Because he can't respond because, again, he got it wrong. About Theo Fleury and playing on the first line on the power play for Colorado and ba 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 ba, you know, just talking a lot, talking up the storm. And of course, when he's got other people sitting in that room who know nothing about what he's discussing, it's easy to get a free pass on it, including the audience, like that jackass who I know is listening right now, 
listening right now that I heard the call. Oh, yeah, well, no other sports station in America do we have to listen to some fag in midday talking fag hockey talk. Now, I want you to stop and think about that. Do we have to listen? And, of course, here's another one of these guys who could quote you chapter and verse everything that I say on his radio show. And you know he's listening right now. And when it comes to fags, pal, I got news for it. There's plenty of fags. In fact, Mandich was telling me, he was down here a couple of weeks ago, telling me that when he was playing for the Dolphins, there were like at least a half a dozen guys on the team that were screaming fags. And a lot of the guys used to shower like on one end. I don't want to say which end. Every sport, pal, we're everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's fags. I hate to break the news to you. And you don't have to leave this building, by the way. There's lots of us. There's fags all over this building. We're up to our... All right. No, we're up to our... In fags. Well, I got my Soleil water here blocking my finger, okay? But Geldy, man, I'll tell you. You see, if you want to stick with information, if you want to respond to what I'm talking about... Fine, but you can't do it. So, again, let's make an attack. He's on the air begging for people to congratulate. I didn't even know it was my 23rd anniversary. I came back Monday from vacation, forgot all about it. And George, of course, had set up all these contrived deals here. And they bring down the cake and the party in the parking lot. And, the, yeah, I'm on the air begging for calls 23 years. Yeah. Yeah, it must be I'm on the air 23 years in Miami, Gildy, because I don't have any talent because I don't know what I'm talking about. Because the audience out there is not entertained. All those ratings, all those numbers that come in, I have the fix in in Beltsville, Maryland. I know I have a big in up there. I know somebody there. I'm paying somebody off. They're all bogus. It's all a bunch of bull crap. So it must be pretty desperate there in the morning that they're hawking and trying to in. Instead of talking about the facts, instead of giving opinions. And, of course, like I said the other day, you can do that in this town because they only deal with the personalities like that jackass that called the, oh, attaboy, Gully, don't back down. I'm so proud you didn't back down. Only dealing with personalities. Not with fact or with substance or knowledge or information because most of the people in this town don't have any knowledge when it comes to sports or much of any other topic. You pick the topic and they're going, little limit like that. That's just the nature of this town. So he can go on the air and make up all kinds of stories and suck Brian Murray's ass until there's just nothing left in it, okay? And, uh, you know, and life goes on. And I still say, you know, Marty Strzok has got 29 goals. Stu Barnes has got 19. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's he's been uh, on the outs with him. He's got 19. That's two more than anybody on the Panthers have got so far, by the way. Brian Murray's done some good things. He's made a lot of mistakes, a lot of bad mistakes, okay? So you try to be objective, not just a professional ass-sucker like Gildy, who's on the payroll. See, once you're on the payroll for an organization, that immediately you have no credibility left, none, zero. So no matter what you say, like, like it takes us back a year ago, a year ago now, at that horrendous time when they had that uh, coaches show with BM in the morning, on Tuesday mornings. How could anybody forget those days? And if you weren't, we actually had Christina Moore had to come in and be the referee, the pivot man, to screen the calls to make sure that there were no tough calls coming in for the thin-skinned BM because you just couldn't take it. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just personalities. It doesn't interest me what, you know, what your opinion is of me to show anything like that. But talk fact. Give some information. Know what you're talking about. Do some homework. I saw the Philadelphia-Montreal game last night. It's entirety. I saw the Beezer give up some more greasy goals and Philadelphia fold, and I, which I love, in the third period, losing 4-1. to one. I saw that. Did you see it, Geldy? Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hello. Yes, yeah. sir. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know how anyone can listen to that show in the morning anyway. All they have is commercials on it. Yeah, it's all spots radio. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awful. Yeah. But can I change the subject for a second? What do you mean change the subject? We don't have a subject. Whatever you want is the subject. Okay. Unless uh, I'm bored by it, which I probably will. Okay. I want to talk about the Atkins diet for a minute. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me how it reduces cholesterol if you eat all that red meat and dairy products? I haven't got any idea, sir. That's like asking me how when you put something in your mouth, does it go through the intestine to the colon and come out the, you know, rectum? It just works. So it's like asking, when you have a bad splitting headache and you take two aspirin, do the doctors know how it works? No. Does anybody know how it really works? No. But, uh, you know, so you can either sit there and, you know, this, this is like the guy with a religion crap again. Asking questions that we don't have answers for. I don't know. Maybe even Bob Atkins doesn't know. It just so happens that for a lot of us, it works like a miracle. So we don't ask any stupid questions. In fact, I'm getting a screaming migraine just from hearing him. Or from that helium, one or the other. Just, just unbelievable, these people. Don't ask too many questions, okay? Just like the Pope says, don't ask any questions. Give us the goddamn money and stop asking the questions, okay? Just do it. Like Nancy Reagan said, or whoever the hell said that, the people with that Nike thing before. The, the, uh, see, and even they got a swish on the, for their logo. What do you think of that? All these professional athletes running around with a swish on their thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to have a purple little uh, handbag, but to have a swish on your thing? Yeah, not fooling me. Just, just like Al Goldstein told you, believe me when I tell you, sports at the gay club, you moron. A bunch of guys shower together, patting each other on the ass. It's a goddamn gay club. So you can go, you know, fag, fag, this. Great. So what's the point? Fits right in here. That's why they brought me on this station. They said, what better? The guy's got big ratings, a lot of sponsors, brings in a lot of money, and he's a faggot. He fits right in on a sports station. It's a fag thing. And I said, okay. And here we are, kicking some serious ass. Did that guy call, by the way? Is he on there? That guy won't call. And you know he's uh, listening right now. Call another show. Every time somebody calls a show and, want, and wants to take issue with something, like, well, Hank said yesterday, I say, oh, what do I always say? Call him up and talk to him about it. Spineless jellyfish cowards. <laughs> I have no problem with default, but default is somewhat intimidated. And it's like laws or... You know, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Intimidated by what, Jeff? What do you have that I'm intimidated by? Well, I don't know. You kind of turn red when I come in the studio. Why, why would I turn red when you come in here? Just because I'm looking at a guy that's uh, trying to warm his way onto this show. I'm not warming my way on. I don't want your... Well, what are you talking about? You know what? This goes back. Let's clear the air right now, Jeff Rimmer. Yeah, back at the Isle of Dreams, former radio station, when you came on the air on Neil Rogers' show and trashed virtually everybody that worked at the station. I got the feeling that you were sending a message to Neil and trying to work your way around going through conventional systems that, about getting a job on the air that you were saying that I was sandbagging your chances of getting on the radio. Absolutely. And that's what I kept hearing from people Absolutely. that knew you personally. And instead of saying it to me, you're running around saying, oh, well, this DeForest is the reason I'm not getting a job. No, here. that's not true. That's not true. But anyway, I want to move no, on. No, no, no. Hey, wait, wait, wait. No, no, you no, just no. going to move on? Move on. You're saying I'm jealous of what you're doing? No, and I'm not I, saying Well, what that. is that? You come on our show and say that? No. I'm, what I am saying, though, is this. I just feel sometimes you kind of get a little uncomfortable. I'm intimidated by you. Well, who wouldn't be uncomfortable with a guy that's trying to stab you in the back? Uh -huh. Why are you airing shit like this? Okay, 1015 at 560 WQM. Did that guy call yet, by the way? The spineless uh, sports fan? Mr. Macho uh, with his big telephone stuck up his ass? Didn't call. Not a strange uh, piece of mail. In fact, it's only been back from vacation three days. Already had some real bizarre mail. 
Here's a letter from Ann in Boynton Beach, an envelope, and on the outside, it's got a picture of, uh, it says L-O-V-E, or at least it looks like that. And, of course, I guess that's what it is because underneath it says Jerry Stevens, 55, who skywrites messages above Boca Raton, says God told him to fill the sky with my word, and that the Virgin Mary named his plane. And there it says love in the sky. The skywriter is writing love in the sky. So I thought, well, this must be, uh, you know, some cryptic anti-religious. I open up the uh, envelope, and inside, with no writing or anything on it, is an Easter card with a picture of Jesus, I assume that is. It's either that or Charlton Heston uh, with a bad uh, outfit. As an Easter gift, you and your intentions will be remembered during the Easter octave of Masses, Easter Sunday to Low Sunday, to be celebrated in the Holy Land. May the blessings of the risen Christ remain with you always. Jesus is Lord. And then it says, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And on the bottom it says, Well, thank you so much, Ann in Boynton Beach, and may bless you too, sweetheart. Dusty Springfield is dead. Breast cancer, age of 60. I scoured my whole collection back here. I got some at home I'll have to bring in tomorrow. I thought for sure we had some here. No Dusty Springfield, damn it. Well, you think you might have one in there? Oh, wishing and hoping. I only want to be with you. I remember playing I only want to be with you because I remember it saying over and over again, that was the one record that somebody must have held a gun to everybody's head and said, you've got to record this in under two minutes because you could hear the orchestra and Dusty, they're like singing so fast and faster and fast. Like, we got to get this over with. The buzz is going to go on. He's too late. So no more Dusty Springfield, damn it. She was okay. She was no Ann Murray, but here's uh, Key Largo. Hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. Same genre, I think. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a medical theory on Goldie's voice. Yes. I think all that sucking is Crush's voice box. That could be it. And he's got that squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a crushed larynx. Hey, tonight if you're uh, channel flipping, channel surfing, whatever you call it. I'll be at the uh, hockey game tonight, sir. Yeah. Oh, then you got to record it. Tavis Smiley on that BET is having the grease man on there. Yeah. Yeah, and he's going to be trying to explain what's going on. And he's going to have Rock Newman on there, too. There, there's nobody, nobody in the song audience knows who the Grease Man is. They have no interest in that story. George said he brought it up last week. Nobody talked about it then. I mentioned it on Monday, and I thought everybody would have an opinion on that. The guy makes a, uh, you know, a very tasteless comment, but nevertheless, uh, you know, yeah, tongue-in-cheek. And he gets was... canned. He gets fired for making a joke. I forgot I was in America. Right, well, yeah. uh, but you are in America. That's the problem. Yeah, hey. Have you seen Pee Wee Herman and Goldie in the same plot? Yes. Place? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I was sitting right between them. Okay, have a great day, pal. Open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. No comment on that the other day. Grease Man gets fired because he made a tasteless comment. Oh, and by the way, somebody today will call and tell us what hip-hop is because that bitch, what's her name, Lorna Dune or whatever her name is, couldn't sing her out of a paper sack, gets 82 Grammy Awards. As the hottest, beats out the Backstreet Boys, who, by the way, they'll be on with Shania Twain tonight. I won't see that either. And Monica Lewinsky tonight. Anybody going to be watching that? No. I hate to break the news to you, Tom Jicka. See, Tom Jicka, you know, Tom, I don't know. I think I think that bald spot, there must be something that's, with your hair, it's going. I know it's happened to me. He goes through this whole song of the dance about how much money she's going to make, and ABC is walking to the bank, all the ratings they're going to get and raising the spot rates up for that Barbara Wawa interview tonight. And they showed on CNN this morning, I think the poll said like 62% of the public will not be watching and 36% said they would. Now, 36%, you got to understand, is a gigantic rating if that many people do watch it. It's a humongous rating. 
but everything is relative. So still the overwhelming majority of us, even if I won't go to the hockey game, would I watch Monica tonight? No. Oh, I would not watch that disgusting fat pig talking to that uh, speech-defected bitch. Oh, and by the way, speaking of bitch, Dateline last night. Did you see that by any chance? Story about the, and of course, you know, this is America with all the lawyers. We've got people suing everybody. 18-year-old girl sued Ma for parental, uh, whatever the hell they call it, because she uh, slapped her and, uh, you know, beat her a little bit because she uh, stayed away for 24 hours and came home the next day and opened up a mouth and called her, and called her something like, That fucking bitch. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I thought, boy, too bad that Flea Bailey couldn't get in on that one because she said, That fucking bitch. Yeah, and, and guess what? Thank God the jury, I forget where the hell this was. Where was it? Somewhere in Michigan, in Michigan. And the, oh, in Brighton, Michigan, right outside Detroit. And the jury said, Not guilty. Let's get involved in some important stuff. Like, let's bring O.J. back for one more chance to fry his ass, and let's talk about something important. But Jicka says, how ironic that this scandal will end with one last lie being exposed. Everyone is sick and tired of this affair. Isn't this what you hear everywhere? The ratings for tonight's special will prove otherwise. Well, again, Tom, what I'm trying to say to you is that at least two-thirds of us don't want to hear one more word about it. But when you got a third of the people that are obsessed... And they pointed out, by the way, that the Republicans in the CNN survey this morning, the Republicans are the ones who will be watching because they just can't get enough dirt. They're just waiting to find out one more word. And then, of course, we'll get into this rape thing, and then we'll find out that he's got a purple penis. And, it'll I mean, just there's no end to it, the uh, Republican penis police. That guy calling yet, by the way? Uh, he ruined the whole goddamn thing. I can't believe it. It's only the 3rd of March, and Greg Reed shows his face in the other room. Didn't you tell him what I said yesterday? He heard you. 3rd of March. We got three uh, over three and a half years to go, and he shows up here and uh, gives me a look. I've been having such a good time this week. I've been in heaven. Come back in this morning, get ripped by Geldy, first of all, which is getting ripped. By, it's like getting ripped by a homeless bum under an overpass somewhere. And then Greg Reed comes in here looking like uh, his usual self. Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello. Man. Yes, sir. Happy, happy 23rd. Oh, don't, don't do that. Geldy will get upset. Let's I'll talk about it. important stuff. Uh, what did I watch tonight? The hockey game or Monica with the, with the cigar action? Forget about it. Yeah. Listen, I'm going uh, to be at the hockey game, so I really have no options. Why, nor, do, they nor what saying, I why do they keep saying that Fury's? Out for the game. He's out for the season. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Who said he's out for the season? Where'd you hear that? That's what they, well, that's what they said on the news last night. I was watching the ESPN. They said that he's got a sprained knee out for, out for indefinitely. Wrong. No, not, not out for the season. Out indefinitely means out for a few games. They don't know when he's going to be back. Oh, not out for the season. Honestly. Okay. Okay, get it right, sir. See, see, this is what goes on on this radio station 20 hours a day. People who think they know something about sports, both the ones on the air and the ones calling in, uh, sharing misinformation with each other. Theo Ferry, he's out for the season. Is he out? No. No. He's out with a sprained knee that he got late in the game in the uh, uh, Colorado-Edmonton game on Monday night. Sprained knee. He'll be out tonight. And if you were watching last night, which I'm sure this guy was not on a small dish, Philly in Montreal. Montreal is playing Colorado or whatever game they got on next week, Colorado and somebody. And they were saying whether Theo will be back for that game is still debatable because he's out indefinitely, meaning he'll be out there like Pavel Burry was. He wasn't out for the season, but they didn't know exactly when he was going to be back, and it was a similar injury, I guess. But these people calling in on the station, there isn't 1% of these people that have got any idea what they're talking about. It's, it's unbelievable. 
which is why you can have a punk like Gildy on the air, you know, talking crap. And they're just out there sucking it up. We could we could put a goddamn monkey like, you know, gorillas in the mist. How'd you like that story in Uganda yesterday, by the way, huh? I can just hear Al Jolson singing, or was it Eddie Cantor, Bye Bye Tootsie Goodbye? What a, what a nice story that is. Just like an O.J. deal. Just like an O.J. deal. With machetes, they just brutally, uh, you know, kill eight people. Just, uh, you know, gorillas in the mist. And I'm not going to say anything beyond that, okay, because I heard about that Grease Man story. So I'm not going to say nothing about gorillas in the mist. But did you see that on the news? Yes. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Bugarrón Maricón. Yes. Feliz aniversario. Gracias. And, you know, happy anniversary. Um, sorry I have to call Wednesday, uh, but it's the only Wednesday's my day off, so I'm the only chance I have to uh, get on the phone. Yeah. You know, quick question. Whatever happened to Dave Alberstan? Is he in the West Coast? On the West Coast uh, of California? what? No. Oh, because I was driving. Uh, He's sitting uh, at home right now, uh, repenting for sending us home in Tyson yesterday. Did this asshole ever apologize from the Herald? Mike Mayo? Yeah. No. Oh, what a jackass. Yeah, he, you know, but that's typical of this town. And, of course, nobody makes anybody accountable in this town. I'm the only person who tries to do it, and it never happens. People say all these things, and they never live up to them. Unbelievable. Too bad. stuff that goes on here at this station, but nevertheless. You know, there's only a very few of us that really uh, appreciate you. And, uh, like I've been telling people, wait until you you retire. They're really going to be crying for Neil Rogers. Well, you know, all I'm on here is uh, begging, like Geldy says, begging for people to call and congratulate me and say happy birthday and happy anniversary. Let's see what happens on Geldy's 23rd anniversary on here in this town. Exactly. How many people are going to be calling and say, oh, congratulations, Geldy boy. It's been a great 23 years, sweetheart. Yeah, right. And maybe in another five or six years, one ball will drop and your voice will uh, drop down a couple octaves, huh? There you go. Neil, in closing. Only gold, in this town, sir. Only in this town. You're absolutely correct, sir. In closing, Goldie es un mamalón. Okay. See ya. We have open line in Brown all of day. Very slow this morning, as usual. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Let's hear from people that are going to be watching Monica tonight. Let's hear from some of those right wingers that just can't get enough. That just can't get satiated with all this Monica crap. You know, I, seriously, I cannot envision. I mean, we already had the Monica videotapes during that last weekend with the impeachment hearings in the Senate. We already had those right there on your tube. How much more? How could and it's just like uh, I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow that the book comes out. I do believe tomorrow. Uh huh. Why would anybody? In fact, that was uh, even worse than the TV thing on the poll on CNN this morning. I think it was like seventy-nine or eighty percent of the people said no way they would not buy the book. Why would anybody invest money to read to hear the same crap all over again from this slut? Which is exactly what she is, and of course the media will never say that. I just can't stand that slut. Right. Because she's been so wounded and her life has been so destroyed. Nobody would ever heard of this bitch. Nobody in the universe would have ever heard her. Now she's a celebrity. She's on ABC. She's doing interviews with the BBC. She's writing books. She's going to make millions of dollars. Even Kathy Willis never made that kind of money for giving a little head. I'll tell you that right now. Neil Rogers got. The Hershey Highway and reading Martha Stewart. These women off the race, baby, and the talented women. Rearing her heart with no mistake. Just getting mud for the job. Boys of the rainbow. We 
Records today just handed to me by Greg Reed, who came down and spoiled my day. Doug Greaseman track. Well, that's just because I saw him. Doug Greaseman track will hold a press conference at a downtown Washington church today to apologize and express his humility. Spokesman Rock Newman told R&R today. Track was fired from Infinity Classic Rocker WARWFM last week for an on-air racist remark associated with the dragging death of a black man in Texas. Newman said Track wants to use this opportunity to become a better person and that his desire to get another job is secondary. <laughs> right. Who wants to use this opportunity to suck up to those dark-complected folks in Washington and say, I didn't really mean it any more than I made that uh, comment about Martin Luther Kunde, or whatever it was he said. Which brings us back to that story in Uganda, by the way. I mean, what is there to say about that? And, of course, hundreds of thousands, I mean, this particular group of uh, rebels, as they call them, that's, that's a nice word, lunatics, Stone Age barbarians, Hundreds of thousands of their countrymen have been uh, killing each other for the last uh, couple of years. They're a different tribe, though. Oh. They're yeah, and I noticed, that, I noticed they did not do the icky shuffle. At the, they, did you see any of that footage with the Tutsi when they were playing bye-bye Tutsi goodbye? And they were shaking their booty. Rhymes with Tutsi. Yeah, they were shaking that little eye. So I, I, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know what that's all about. Why, why, does anybody, why does any person in its right mind go to Africa? To go to the rainforest, or go on these safaris, or whatever. What, what do they go there for? To see the gorillas. Here's Weston. Hello. You better go to church and apologize. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you don't have to go to Africa to see the gorillas. Yeah. Um, let me. I need to get your personal opinion on a problem I'm having. Just remember work. what happened to Howard Cosell, man. I know. Well, I'm, I don't have any position where they can, you know, fire me from. Too much monkeying around. I'm not working. That's what Alvin Garrett said. <laughs> Uh, I have this guy, well, actually, I am working. I was BSing about that. There's a guy that sits in front of me at work. Yeah. He's got to be 400 pounds on, like, on a light day. Right. He wears these white shorts about every day of the week. Yeah. They got it. They're enough to cover, I would say, Joe Robbie Stadium. Easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're huge. He wears a pup tent. He sits in front of me. Yeah, when you're that big, because I know about that, you wear a pup tent. Let me tell you what he does, and if I hope you haven't had a big breakfast. He... Yeah. He leans over his desk and gives me a shot of that big carcass of his, and he's got a little brown spot every day in well, a different you, spot. You've got to understand that when you're that fat, and believe me, I've never been, you know, 400 pounds, but I've been real fat at times. Yeah, and when you're that fat, you do a lot of seeping. I mean, that's the most uh, you know, cosmetic way I can say it. You seep a lot. 
because that's it. What do you think? Do you think I should tell him? Tell him what? Well, you got crap on your ass or something like that. Well, you know? where else would you expect to have it? I mean, it's no, it's on Gel- the pants. It's better, it's getting better getting than being like Geldy and having it on your tongue. We have an open line at day two in Broward, 5670560. Why do you think they call that guy BM anyway? Huh? That's what they call him. See, and like like I said before, if you're gonna if you're gonna take shots, at least get your information right, Gildy. At least know what you're talking about. And then Greg Reed comes down here and says to me, "Oh, that was good radio this morning. Wonder that was great radio." The big controversy between me and Gildy. That's great radio. Yeah. Look at George. He's strangling himself with his goddamn headset cord. That was great radio. See the and he means it. He believes it. That's the best part. He believes that Gildy belongs on the ear. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, I really enjoy your show. I'm a first-time caller. All right. Be- and the, the worst uh, team is the worst team, man. I'll tell you that. Don't Gildy say that. Gets- Defoe is so paranoid and so thin-skinned. He gets he's so insecure, that Defoe. He's got those cliches, but the guy really knows. You, you learn nothing about sports on that radio show, you know. They just right. blabber and blabber. Joe Rose with the social life. Geldy, Mr. Expert. Yeah, Joe, Joe wants to know, you know, if all these guys are getting any, you know, they, how they do with the ladies, the ladies, that business. Is it just a little ponderous? Yeah, but, uh. But I have a feeling that when the grease man takes over mornings here in a couple of weeks, because that's why Greg really came down here to give me the news. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to put I love when here. you knock on Geldy, because he's, he's a young punk trying to make a name in that voice. Listen, there, there, are, there are young guys in sports, like Boog. I mean, he's a much too fat, but Boog at least is a broadcaster. He usually knows what he's talking about. And now that they separated him at the hip from uh, Christina Moore, and they got the two away from each other. Now Boog is developing into like a real talent. Yep. But Gildy is uh, between the voice and the suction, suction factor. There's nothing there. Yeah, since when is he Joe Hockey? Now I see him on Whammy now. Yeah. Well, I mean, why don't you get on there? You, oh, yeah. He's right. 23 years old. He wants because to he's a suckhole. He's on the payroll of the organization, just like the stuff you read in the newspapers every day. Like yesterday morning, they're quoting Robbie Niedermar. Oh, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. Here's a guy that never played one full game, 60 minutes, in his entire career with his organization, and they're always taking quotes from him about they got to do this and they got to do that. When is he going to start doing that? Niedermeyer's a dog, man. The guy's got talent, but he's got no heart. Right. There you go. Lin- so why are they always quoting him, though? Bill Lindsay's got all heart, but he's got zero. Probably because he's the only one on the team that'll talk to that fat Mike Russo anymore. Yeah, I love your show, Neil, and keep on knocking Geldy. And have a great day. That voice, man. Okay, see ya. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. Two open lines in Broward. I'm gonna, you know something? I think I'm going to do the rest of the year I'm going to do in that voice. If he can do it, why the hell can't I do it? Two open lines in Broward, 5670560, oh, and pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Come on, let's hear it. Are you fired up and pissed off for tonight's game or what? No. I mean, if he can do it, why the hell can't we? We. From the people that brought you Make Me Laugh, it's a brand new exciting game show on Pornography Central. Make Me Chum. And here's your host, Dink Mountingdale. Hello again, all you black whores and perverts. I'm your host, Dink Mountingdale. Today we're going to find out whether our four stars can make Rebecca of Donnybrook's farm come. It's not going to be easy because Rebecca informed us earlier that she's only had sex with farm animals. That's right, baby kid. Let's meet our first four stars, Wilt the Still, Wowie Kazali. I guess that's what they mean by Bigfoot. Anyway, Wilt the Still, Rebecca of Donnybrook says, make me come. <laughs> this reminds me of the time I tried to Oh, Mr. Ed, Mr. Ed, oh, oh, oh. 
I don't believe it. Rebecca, are you sure you're not a guy? It only took you 11 seconds to come. Oh, and she did. Hey, you want to get that fire hose over here? Make me come only on Pornography Central. Tune in next week for celebrity guest star Monica Lewinsky. Uh-oh, you can tune in tonight. You'll be watching. Most of you will be watching that crap tonight. You don't want to admit it. You'll be watching. You'll be peeking out of the corner of your eye. 1045. You know, the one thing I would like to know before this day is out, what are we going to do about these gorillas in our midst? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Good morning. How are yes, you? Yes, sir. Great. Hey, I called to wish you a happy anniversary. Before I get to that. Too late. Well, I that was two through. days ago. You'll have to wait no, till another day. You know what? Don't do the happy on... anniversary. I'll get Geldy upset. I was on hold, and then Bob and Cheryl came. First Hank came in, and then Bob and Cheryl, and I, yeah, I, I gave up I was begging for all those people to come in. I, was, I gave up on it. But happy anniversary. And I forgot anyway. to bring Hank that book, too, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. I started listening to you when you were on uh, Zeta. In fact, over the years, it's been about 10, I have gotten a lot of free crap from you on the air. In fact, oh. if I listed it off for you, you you'd... Uh, me up in the morning. Yeah. Hang up on me, probably. Probably? I, probably. Oh, yeah. How did you, what, like, what kind of crap? Well, uh, I got two free heavenly hams from you. Oh, yeah, heavenly ham. I remember them. I got two that year. I yeah. used uh, my Talk about a name. bunch of pushy people, by the way. Yeah, they used to be a sponsor a long time ago. Never again. I Heavenly got uh, Ham. Boy, you talk about people that just pushed me a little bit too far. They're, but anyway. I don't want to say anything, Sim, but since they're not a sponsor anymore, it was second rate. But it was good. free. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, I got uh, four box seats to an Eagles-Dolphins game, and it was cold that night. By and the way, I what cold... ever happened to Penn Dutch Meats that was coming on here with us? Remember that, George? They were coming on. I love Penn Dutch Meats. I guess they want to let that guy kind of like, you know. Yeah, they want to get over that. Yeah, get over that accident. Yeah. yeah. I sold those tickets for $200 and watched the game at home. Great. So uh, let's see. Well, isn't, uh, the, isn't the show a hell of a lot better now that we don't give anything away anymore, huh? Uh-huh. Yes. No, no. I, yes, I got, I got, I, got you know, I, I was thinking a few months ago, somebody calls it, well, you know, Neil, a lot of us don't get free tickets like you do and make the big bucks. We'd like to have tickets to go to a Dolphin game or a Panther game. You know something, that's fine. I do appreciate that, but it's boring radio. It's terminal. It is coma-inducing. It's a tune-out. It's almost as bad as hearing Geldy's voice on the air. You just leap to the radio and just smash it. Yeah, I don't see a controversy between you and him because he's insignificant. He's not a broadcaster. He's not a freaking broadcaster. He's a little sports nerd with a squeaky voice that they've empowered to come on here and like, like he knows what he's talking about. He must be somebody's cousin. He's but anyway, the, I have pictures somewhere. The real reason I called is... Although Duff said he's got a real big... Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Did you see uh, on the news Monday about this guy who... You may have talked about this already. I'm not sure if he's like... Uh, he's one of the head hotshot cops in New Jersey. Why, did, why have I given you all this stuff over the years? Because you're so chronic, you know? I haven't called you in... Uh, no, I, I don't uh, mean chronic in terms of number of calls, but just chronic sounding. Oh, you know I don't what know. I mean? Isn't he, George? He's chronic sounding. But listen, have a great day. Okay, we have two open lines. No, I'm not going to let him go. He's droning. He's going bop, 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 on and on. It's, you know, he's a good guy, but he's boring. Wait till we give something away. Call me back again, pal. We got some tickets for tonight's game. By the way, I saw in the paper it said 1,400 unsold tickets, including the Panther Pack for tonight, for the Avalanche, even without the O'Ferry. I mean, let's get serious. This is this is the renewal of that great rivalry from three years ago when we had the uh, Stanley Cup Finals and Patrick Frog and the Geezer. 
See, it's all so fake. It's all so make-believe. That's the problem in this town. When you think that you really got a lot of people all enthused and really into something and living and breathing, and then you find out, oh, they were, it was just all a bandwagon hop. That's all it was, speaking of hip-hop. So I never finished my question. Why? I asked George on Monday morning. I said, what is hip-hop? I'm not afraid. You know, when I'm stupid, I'm the first one to admit it. There are 85 million things I know nothing about, and that's one of them. I don't want to hear any, please. He's, he's reaching for C. I don't want to hear it. But, and he says, oh, well, that's what they call rap music now. So, in other words, they used to call it rap music, and then one day somebody in the music industry woke up and said, well, let's call it hip-hop. And everybody said, okay. Yeah, okay, it's hip-hop. What, what does that mean? You can call it either or. It's like if I said, oh, there's a scale over there, and you said, oh, no, that's not a scale anymore. That's a tree. That's a wee-wee. It's not a scale anymore. Well, what is that? Hip-hop. I mean, I, I know what it is. There's no question about it. It's Crap. pure, unadulterated. Crap. But beside that, where did that come from? Hip-hop. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560. Let's call and congratulate Geldy on his 23rd anniversary on the planet. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Okay, nice talking to you. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Did you uh, hear about uh, Jerry Falwell's cousin coming out of the closet? No. Well, uh, I heard it on the Howard Stern show today. Yeah. Uh, early this morning, and uh, I don't know if, if I'm too uh, accurate, but he said something about uh, how he wasn't going to come out on TV, but that... Uh, Jerry Falwell claimed that he didn't know him, and two weeks before that he came out that he said hi to him in a restaurant. So uh, I don't know if anybody else knows any more information, they, can call, they should call in and tell you about it. Okay, great. I thought you might like to hear that. Okay, I hear he likes the wee-wee. Yeah. Have a great day, sir. Okay, I think we left him in the wake of that. We have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. By the way, yesterday I'm sitting in my mother's having lunch, and I decided I'm sick and tired of this of being sick. So I called up my dermatologist's office in Hollywood, which is right around the corner from my mother's place, and, uh, you know, trying to make an appointment to get in there right away, since I know Stanley, the big shot there. And she says, uh, well, how about Monday at 2.30? I said, oh, okay. And I sat there steaming for about 30 seconds, and I thought to myself, I'm not going to talk to some uh, bimbet sitting in an office somewhere. I'm going to talk to uh, the guy. He's a big hockey fan. He's from Toronto, so he's got to be a good guy. Big Panthers fan. He's at most of the games. sits right behind me or at least in the row behind me, anyway, on the other end. And so I called him direct. He said, come right on over. And I went over there, and he looked, and there's that rash is still there. And I feel like uh, pretty crappy, to be honest with you. Got like these, uh, you know, pains behind the eyes again, and the skin's not all hot, but the rash doesn't go away. And it wasn't the Adelat, by the way, Dr. Expert over there, Dr. Paskunyak. I don't think that was it. And so he did a little biopsy. So they send it to the lab and find out exactly what it is. So either today or probably tomorrow I'm going to find out what kind of, like, uh, leprosy it is. And they give you, like, a little shot, a little anesthetic. You know, just sit back. He said it'll take 30 seconds. They give you, like, a little shot. That hurts like a son of a bitch, by the way. And then when they take the little plug of the skin out of there, you don't feel that because you've already been anesthetized. And so now i got, like, you know, a little scar on my neck. Do I still have the uh, the, the rash? Yes. But we got to find out what the hell it is today, like a bubonic plague, leprosy, something good. Something that can give me something tangible with to get all this uh, symptomology out of my system. Because if I if I started in on the way I feel about doctors today, I would go till midnight nonstop. I'd never take a breath. 
In fact, most of you, if you go to enough doctors, they'll make sure you'll never take another breath. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, Greaseman used to be on a radio station here in uh, Florida. Did he really? Yeah, he was on, uh, what the heck is the one up in Jacksonville? Uh, oh, that's right, the eighth years yeah. ago, right. Yeah. yeah, he was he was grosser then than yeah. he is now. I don't see what the big damn deal is. I, I don't get it. They just got a real bunch of sensitive dark people up there in Washington, I guess, with no sense of humor. Hey, I got a question for you. What? Uh, why do these people that own these uh, uh, commercial accounts do their own voiceovers or whatever you want to call them? One they word. Sound, One hmm? word. Ego. Is that what it is? Because yeah. they sound like El Dorco. Right. Ego. Okay. You take care. Okay. And you too. Bye-bye. Yeah, he's right. Uh, a lot of people insist on doing their own spots. we got many of those people here in town. Like uh, like King Paul. Isn't King Paul dead, by the way? Because I see those TV spots and his uh, kin, <clears throat> his daughter and the husband, whatever they are, doing the spots. And actually, some of those spots are kind of cute, even though they look real dorky, just like King Paul with the glasses and the whole deal. But they're just some people like that. They really don't care whether they're uh, doing any business from that. It's just like Martin King. There's a guy. They don't advertise on his station. Martin King and Scott King from King uh, whatever it is they peddle. You know, kind of very, uh, I'm Martin King. Well, Martin, you know, you get a personality transplant. You're very stiff. You're very stilted. Your delivery is uh, bad. But we do know who you are. You know something? I think it is in this room again. I think I'm, oh, man, I'm having a bad. You know something? It just started after Greg Reed came down here. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I'm all, like, choked up and gagging on stuff in here. It's in this place. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a question for you. What um what happened to your website? What happened to what website? The Neil dot Neil that's, dot that's com. ancient history. It's neilrogers.com. You got to get with the with the oh, 20th man, century. Oh man, no wonder. We're almost at the end of the century, and you're still like uh, 200 years behind. Neilrogers.com. Eric in Orlando does a great job on it. Okay, I'll check that out. Hey, I'm I'm riding around with a coworker of mine, and yeah, he uh, wants to hear. He's he's laughing his butt off. Yeah. And he wants. He, well, he wants I was to telling him about the, uh, fill in the blank. Yeah. I, I was telling him about uh, lotion in a basket, and he wants to hear that. Yeah. Is there any way you can play it? Any way I can play what the whole thing? Yeah, please. Well, how about just it puts the lotion in the basket for starters, and the rest of it later. Okay. Thanks okay, a lot, Neil. Get out of here. Oh yeah, I got this guy in the. Actually, he's in the trunk of my car. I kidnapped him. He hates your show like poison, but I got the uh, speakers blurring, so we can't miss hearing it. And I got him locked up in the trunk, and he wants to hear uh, something like... It puts the lotion in the basket. We'll get to it. <clears throat> Boy, there's something bad in this place. There is. Or maybe... And you know something? Greg Reed told me his kid's got mono, and he hasn't been feeling too good, and he sure don't want to spread it around. He was in here like half an hour ago, and I'm already, like, choked up, and I'm gagging. Was I doing this before he came in? No. No. Shouldn't let him lick your face like that. Oh, that was my face? Toby, I fucked him up. <laughs> this is Debbie. Yeah, hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my... Uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm-hmm. I don't know what they would do it right away. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. 
How much? Uh, $5,000. Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Uh-huh. Laser surgery. Uh-huh. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um. My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? Just one moment. It right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it the puts the lotion in the basket. Okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit and nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? 1103 at 560QM. We got Hank from the Doral at 2 o'clock. Bookster from the uh, National Car Eating Center at 6. And then 7 o'clock, the pregame. Panthers in Colorado tonight, 7.30. Any interest? No. Okay. You know, just above the story about the grease man going to church today to try to uh, save his ass, and this R&R Today thing, this story is, and coincidentally, the guy that just called before about the grease man used to be on the ape in Jacksonville. Wait till you hear this story. It says, no more monkey business. WPLA Jacksonville nighttimer Dick Dale wanted to one-up Crosstown WAPE, which was doing a cash, a cash call contest called Spank the Monkey. WAPE is known as the Big Ape. So last week, he created his own contest of the same name. The difference, Dale's version involved male listeners who competed in studio to see who could not be masters of their domain in the quickest time. WPLA even recruited two female volunteers to serve as visual stimuli for the contestants. In keeping with the theme, the contest ended prematurely. Squirt, squirt. Not that way. When one of the 14 contestants who just happened to be an undercover vice cop busted Dale on a prostitution statute. Program director Rick Schmidt was suspended, and Dale went on vacation until Monday when both will return. A little premature squirt, squirt. evacuation. How do you like that? This is the kind of stuff that's going on in radio in America today is guys are coming in and spanking their monkey, and they're bringing naked broads in there. kind of sounds like the old Ron and Ron show. <laughs> of course, in that case, it was the host that were doing it. See, I'm still trying to figure that out. I know it's not very complicated, but uh, they used to bring in these Skanky, naked broads. I mean, scabby. You wouldn't touch them with somebody else's, okay? Believe me. No matter how desperate you are, even the thing wouldn't uh, touch them with his thing. And I used to go in there in, in the other, in the control room, and I'd look in there, and here's Ron and Ron and Fez, who, of course, was all red in the puss. I think it was a face. And, uh, and they're sitting in there with these naked broads, and I'm thinking, it's a radio show. They really don't have to be naked. You follow what I'm saying? It's just a radio show. Nobody can see it. You're naked right now. And and in that case, the more clothes they would have put on, the more appealing it would have been because they were skanky. I mean scabby. Even scabby Hayes never looked like that. 
Here's Miami. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay. Hey Neil, about that uh that fat guy with the uh crap stain on him. Yeah. Fitties. Open line of day two in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty, one of yours, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Like I told you. Oh look at this, we got the Mickey Rourke lady on here. Hello. Hello. Yes, this is the Mickey Rourke lady. Oh, I'd yeah. love to know. I detest that man. He is the lowest scumbag in the world. Why are you always saying that? Because you're the Mickey Work lady. Oh, me. Oh, well, what an insult. The yeah. crumb of the world. Well, George says it's the Mickey Work lady. Why I'm calling. I'm why are you calling? You why I'm calling something? is because... Women aren't talking to me this You were like saying... You were uh, a reporter saying reality. You were like a litmus test for the same. If people can understand your no, show, reporter. they're sane. That's crap all. Artist. You yeah. know that? Oh, yeah. and I'll tell you a story. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it's the Mickey Rourke lady who's a little I mean, under the weather this morning. Yeah. You're not going to put me on there. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm listening. All right, so th- this, um, I'm at this What do you mean I'm not going to put you on? I'm just trying to something. tell you how you're touching people out there. Yeah. Not many, but the ones not, you're not, touching. Not enough, I'll tell you that. Not well, the right one. Not, that's because they're dead, brain dead, yeah. gone in the head. I love your show, Neil. Okay. And I love you. Bye-bye. Say hi to Mickey. Okay. Okay, we have an open line in uh, Dade 2 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. In fact, now we got like 8,000 open lines. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. All right, I just called to tell you to let you know it's the difference between hip-hop and rap music. Which is what? Hip-hop is the culture, and rap music is just music. But Hip- hip-hop is the culture? Yeah, that's the way you live, the way you dress, the way you know, the way you carry yourself. But rap music is just rap music. I don't like all rap music, but I'm into hip hop. You you don't like rap music, but you're into hip hop. No, I say I don't like all rap music. Yeah, but I live hip hop. You live hip hop, right? Which means just like you gay, you don't yeah. walk around gay all day. You know? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I mince. You know, you put on pants. You don't walk around like a lady all oh, day. Oh sure, I do. I got like pantaloons on right now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm sitting here stark naked. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to let you know because George don't know what he's talking about. Okay, well, listen, hop on this and have a good life. All right. Okay, he likes uh, hip. See, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not buying that explanation because they call the music now hip hop. If hip hop be a way of life, then how can it be hip hop music? You be following what I'm saying? And I was thinking the other day because there was a, a pickup truck. I was sitting at a stoplight with two uh, ugly kind of rednecky uh, white kids sitting in it, blasting the music. And of course, they had that rap music on that real. Just pure, unadulterated crap. And I was thinking, what a shame, you know? Because now it's like uh, all the way up to, I'd say, like early 30s. Would that be about the right age to say that all those young people grew up listening to a rap crap? And that they consider that their music, which I think is, uh, you know, I mean, embarrassing would be an understatement. Would you even admit that you like that music, anybody out there? No. No. Not, I mean, if you were white, would you admit that you like that? No. No. I mean, if you were black, you're supposed to be like, like this guy, although he said he don't like all of that crap is what he said. But he lives hip-hop, kind of like uh, the Easter Bunny. He lives hip-hop. He's hopping on it every time he can. Now, if somebody would teach those folks a little bit about birth control, we'd all get along. Yo, Jay. Yeah, exactly. Him, too. We have an open line in uh, Broward and two a day, 567-0560. Oh, that's uh, UB Illin. Is that what that was? Sure. Let's hear it. Yo, Jay. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You'll be healing, baby. Okay, put it on the suspended animation. Hold it. Sketch push.
works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? I mean, what kind of God would create diarrhea? Constipation. I've asked you this question many times before. Does anybody ever have an answer? No. Even animals, even your dog. Of course, you got them on a human diet. You know, that's going to be the excuse. Even dogs get the squirts, hopefully not in the house too often. Thank you, Chuck. There's my buddy Chuck from the sub-center is bringing me my last meal before I croak from whatever this. And I just said to George during the break, I said, I've got this, like, like twitch in the eyelid or my left eye, along with all this other stuff that's going on. He said, yeah, I've had that for the last few days, too. Now, isn't that interesting? I go away from here for 10 days feeling pretty good, feeling anything I could, okay? And this uh, rash, you know, going pretty much away and uh, making a little bit of a comeback, but not too bad. Come back here. It's the third day back to work. My eye is twitching. I feel like I'm on death's door. My head is aching. My rash is like uh, palpitating. My uh ain't feeling too great either. You don't think there could be like something in this place, like a real sick place, do you? Uh-huh. Because God forbid they should have to actually spend some money and uh, clean this pl- joint out. When in doubt, clean that joint out. By the way, here's a fax from on the inside and clear channel. Boy, do they hate? They all hate each other over there. Can't they get along like we do here? <laughs> this fax says Peter Bolger would sell his children and wife for a permanent sucking sucking spot on Rana's. Rectums, what it says. Well, says ass, but you know. how do you like that? And that's true. How do you sleep? How do you live with yourself, Peter Bolger? All the lives you've destroyed in this market. How do you like it, huh? Even at the slaughterhouse uh, over there in Chicago, they don't destroy as many lives as you're doing in this business, you piece of walking turd. Garbage. Garbage on two legs. That's you, Pete Bolger. And, of course, you know, Tom Jick is busy writing about Monica Lewinsky tonight and about how she's really going to have a big audience in spite of the fact that, you know, Tom, why don't you write ever about anything that's going on in this town? We got all of these things, all of this uh, butchery going on in the media in this town, and you're busy always Mr. Network uh, Expert, you know? All of these things. Yeah, that's what we want to read about. We don't give a crap about it. Everybody and their brother knows that bitch is going to be on there with that illiterate, uh, with that uh, speech-defective piece of garbage from Miami Beach, Babwa. See, that's the scandal. Not that Monica Lewinsky is going to be on there, but that Babwa is doing it. That, you know what? She's the geldy of TV. I see a tremendous parallel. She can't speak. She cannot speak at all. Tom Brokaw and Barbara Walters are the geldies of television. They can't speak even a little bit, and somebody somewhere decided that they were sensational and worth millions of dollars to put their ass on there. It is absolutely unbelievable. Okay, Dateline's open, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. And by the way, Geldy, to talk about what a hard-ass and little piece of turd you are, while virtually everybody else in the building came down and said, Happy 23rd Anniversary, Neil, on Monday, including those people that hate me like poison, some of them. Did he come down here and show his little ugly face? No. Not that I really care, but just to show you what a little hard-ass he is. And he's knocking me and Hank. Oh, my God. (laughs) Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. 
Hello, Neil. I don't think we'll ever be the same again. Yes, sir. Uh, there's this place out on Miami Beach. It's called the Sandbar, out on 60-something Collins. Yeah. There's a guy out there who flips burgers, speaking of diarrhea. Uh, he looks just like you. And? And, uh, it's kind of funny. You should go check him out. Be like, uh, looking in the mirror. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the good news. Oh, my God, this guy waited all that time for something that profound. Thank you. He discovered your other job. He what? He just discovered your other job. Yeah. I was trying to uh, keep it under covers. Where do you think I make all the big bucks? You're not from this cheap-ass outfit. Not from the, the uh, measleys. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Never again. It'll never happen again. Yeah, right. They're slaughtering people in Uganda by the hundreds of thousands. Now they're slaughtering tourists over there with a little machete doing an OJ number on them. Never again. They're slaughtering people in Kosovo. Never again. You wait and see. We're going to go in there and do something about it. You better uh, watch out. Right. And why does God sit back and let this go on, by the way? You think he watched that scene in The Godfather? Where they said, they're animals anyway, let them lose their souls? Must be, because God was talking about all the slaves and how you treat your slaves, and you do this and you don't do that. See, if any of that was divinely inspired, any of that bull crap that was written in the Bible, uh, if it was anything over and above the intelligence or lack of of the people who wrote it in those days, it would have said something like, you don't hold people as slaves. Yeah. And you don't keep women as uh, being subservient and keep them out of the temple and the church and all the other crap and keep them barefoot and pregnant all the time, unless it's convenient. You know something? There's even something. There's something in the vents. There's a poison in this goddamn place. You think I'm joking when I tell you there's a fungus among us? There's something real sick in this building. And I think it was down here about an hour ago. Here's a mobile in Okeechobee. Hello. Mobile in Okeechobee. Going once, going twice. Here's a, a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Um. I've never waited that long for a guy on the phone before. So you're lucky you're Neil. But I just wanted to comment on... We're paying for it. I just wanted to comment on the rap and hip-hop. Yeah. It, there's an article in um, a paper that says, hip-hop is the background music for rap music. So <laughs> the words are used interchangeably, but hip-hop is also the culture, and it's the background music for rap. Yeah. That's all. And it all sucks. It, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful? Can I call somebody to do that? It's beautiful? Yes. You have to listen to it. Not all of it is good, but garbage. Some of it is good. It's dumb. It's, it's it promo- poetry. It, it promotes illiteracy. It's not uh, poetry. Not at all. all of it. It it's... promotes illiteracy, violence, and stupidity. Not all of it. Though. It promotes a culture like that is so anti-human and so unacceptable. Can I call someone a douchebag? Sure. Okay, Larry, you're a douchebag. Okay. And it still sucks. There you go. She says it's beautiful. Is there anybody else out there that thinks that hip hop is beautiful? No. Come on, let's hear some. They're not doing much on these phones. Come on here. Now, that, a little too much of that one. Plus, I'm having my lunch now anyway. Might as well have one good last meal before I croak from the QAM corporate disease. No matter which one of these places you go to, they all got their own corporate goddamn disease in this town. God forbid. they should. Have, like I said, we still don't have a goddamn exterminator. We don't have a bug man that comes in here once a month, once every six months, once every year, once every succus. Do we have one? No. No. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Neil, first Hi, time, long time. Want to give you some help with your twitching eyelids? Yeah. Uh, what you want to do is uh, warm compresses, <laughs> five minutes on each eyelid. 
What, what do you mean on each outlet? I've only got one of them that's switching. Oh, only one switching? Yeah. Yeah, just get a, you know, take a well, dishcloth. It's not, it's not, get a gay spot? <laughs> dishcloth. Oh, dishcloth. Yeah, or, you know, just a little bath cloth, warm it up, and put it on your eyelid. Yeah. And then and for it? about five minutes, and that'll take care of it. But what causes it? Stress. That that's what it is. You got it stress. It's this place. It's that goddamn Maddie, the food Nazi upstairs. If he knew that we were eating food down here right now, he'd be he'd be jumping up and down like Napoleon. <laughs> Neil, can I call some of the douchebags? Yes, sir. Noodles and boobalip, you're two big flaming douchebags. Okay. See ya. Give me the dish rag. Well, I'm sitting here naked, and I got that picture of what's his name. Did we ever get a call on that? By the way, of course not. Let's talk about something important today. I'm gonna. I brought this up the day before I went on vacation, and it was like uh, talking. It was like farting into a windstorm. Now I realize that we've slipped a lot being on this second-rate station, but I'm gonna tell you somewhere out there, there's somebody who went to Palmetto High. In fact, there's probably somebody that was on the Palmetto High swimming team. <laughs> Are you gonna start this crap again? Uh-huh. Yes. I just noticed this picture. Thank God George didn't throw this out. Brendan Barmer. Brendan's got a new friend. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm Brendan's best friend. He isn't aware of it. So this was what day was this? This was the Herald Sports section on Thursday, February 18th. That was the morning I went on vacation that day. And there's a big story about how Brendan uh, goes to uh, Duquesne University. He's a 20-year-old walk-on swimmer. And then he's a a bodybuilder and a uh, this and a that and all these other things, all these things. And he finishes the runner-up in the Kellogg's Raisin Brand Crunch Crunchathon. And abdominal, oh, that's right, he did 6,000 abdominal crunches and all this other crap. And it shows uh, Brendan sitting there with his shirt open and a big smile on his puss. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, if Brendan would just show up here, I could have like a little appetizer. Huh? Did anybody ever call and say, oh, I went to school with Brendan. I know who that guy is. Of course not. What the hell is wrong with you people out there? Don't you know anybody? No. I mean, the people we know are like so unimportant and most of them so uh, ugly. Here's a mobile and sunrise. Hello. Mobile and sunrise. Going once. Okay. Open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 567 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to talk about hip hop. I mean, I don't know about that girl saying it's beautiful. Yeah. It ain't really beautiful, but a lot oh. of it has a lot of positive messages. Like what? Like, like beat your woman to a pulp and go shoot some police and. No, that was. Again. Now, see, they, see, there's different types of rappers. There's a lot of deep rappers. There's ones that promote they're, they're it. They're what, deep? Like, deep, yeah. Deep. Like, um, you mean deep like in your... Rectum. That deep? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Way in there? Nah. Like a, like a roid. They, they talk about issues. A lot of people talk about real issues. Some talk about political stuff, which yeah. that really doesn't interest me. Good. You know, but like... Stay out of that crap. <laughs> nah, I don't like politics, but Good. whatever. It's like, it's different because... You have some rappers that are talking about, yeah, I'm going to pull out my gat or gun, whatever. You're going to pull out their what? Gat. That's another word for gun. No, I know that. I thought you said something else. No, nah, no. Nah. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pull out my gun and shoot you. But a lot of people, they like, there's also, like, what other type of music will people fight in? You know what I'm saying? Like, you think Celine Dion's going to scrap with Madonna well, I think, or sir, I want to tell you, Celine Dion is the biggest piece of garbage. I can't stand rap I music. I hate her too, man. I, I'd rather hear rap music for 25 hours straight and I can't stand, <laughs> than hear Celine Dion. She makes me want to barf, even if she is Canadian. I can't stand that bitch. I hope she elopes with goddamn that little faggot, uh, what's his name, Leo DiCaprio. Hell, yeah, I hate that man too. He is the biggest piece of little turd, man. Even an old fag like me can't stand it. Oh, no! You ever... The letter he he got his ass kicked by Jack Nicholson. 
Exactly. Okay, listen, have a great day, pal. All right. And hop on this. Okay, we're starting to learn about hip-hop music today. It's about time we had a blending of the cultures in this town. And what are we going to do about those island people? I asked that question yesterday. Did we get an answer? No. Huh? See, here's our poll question for today. When you see somebody with dreadlocks, which of the above do you do? Which of the following do you do? Run like hell, call the police, or uh, both of the above? Let's see what he's got and how much. Or, or the other alternative is like... Puke your gun. Like, for example, this morning I'm channel surfing. One of the shows, they had that Whoopi Goldberg. Now, I'm going to tell you something. At the risk of alienating my Jewish friends out there, Whoopi Goldberg, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. We all know about those people named Goldberg. That was funny. Yeah. But I see her, and I immediately start, <laughs> get that, you know, when you start up chucking in that, like that. Like maybe you got a little dog like my that's always picking up crap off the ground and off the carpet and is always gagging up, you know, always on the verge of puking its guts out. When I see somebody with dreadlocks, I immediately start getting violently ill. And those Rasta people over there in the Netherlands, like I'm telling you, in Amsterdam, I mean, no place is perfect, and that's why they're there, just to make sure that there's something there that'll be very annoying to Kokman, rock, coke. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. 1126 at 560 QAM. I mean, can't the islands people do anything besides drugs? No. Is that their specialty? Uh-huh. It's demo time. Yes, get down with the man who puts a disc in his functional MC Stammer. It's the album that sputtered its way to the top of the chart. Please, Hammer, don't hurt yourself. Yes, you get unable to touch this. Have you viewed her and the Stammer's latest smash? You got to. The critics agree about MC Stammer. Billboard says, spit it out. MTV says, that's easy for you to say. And Ebony says, say what, homie? Oh, the hell with it. Please, Hammer, don't hurt yourself. Available everywhere on CDs, records, and tapes. Tape. Hop on it, baby. It's 1132 at 560 WQM. We're talking music today. We're talking about people with real good taste in music, like George. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, seriously, in a few minutes, I'm going to play a record that I like a lot. I'm going to play a song, and then we're going to find out if uh, I'm full of crap. Now, you're already nodding your head. You're already yeah. saying I'm full of crap. It's not right. the Backstreet Boys. It's not some, uh, you know, something that you have to be uh, intimidated by because it threatens your macho masculinity because if you admit that you like it. Oh, they intimidate me. All by right. the way, how's 311 coming? 311, they're doing great. No, 311. That's if 911 is busy, you call that? We have an open line and date, 5670560, pound five. So let's hip-hop on it, baby. It's not just a music, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Let's get out your gat, whip it out, and your gat too. So what that guy say? He had a cat in his pants? A pussy cat? Here's a, a mobile invoker. Hello. Hello, Nick. Yes. Okay, call me when you get a phone that works. That, that was good for a Campbell of soup cane. I think that was extra chunky. I think Reggie would like that. Open line at day one in Broward. You know, this technology that we got in this state, you know, when are we going to do something about it? we got so many people out there with so many bad, bad, bad cell phones and so many bad cells. 
Maybe that's Demeyer Isaac twitching. Maybe we've got a bunch of bad cells. That could be it. Here's a mobile in Coconut Creek. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I want to tell you, I went to Charlie F. Series, and I went there, and what do you think happened? Give me a bigger discount because I mentioned your name. Great. Listen, I got to ask how, you how about it. How do you look now? You look any better? Oh, I look great. Good. I'm ready for the, <laughs> the dance. Ready for the ball, for the big one. Yeah. Listen, I got to ask you a couple of things. You yeah. know, you're the most entertaining guy. I love you very much. Yes, but. Yeah, but. But. But I'm the guy that uh, a year ago that I won two tickets for the playoffs, and your uh, cohorts uh, made a fool out of me and never never came through. But forget right. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to go back to this. I'm a very close friend of uh, Muggsy Solomon. I mm-hmm. used to work with him years ago. Yeah. You know who he is? No. That's your uncle, isn't no, it? No, I never heard of him. Now, listen. Was he a bookie by very, any chance? Uh, yeah, listen, Never heard of him. Going back to... Uh, was his real name Aaron? Rod Never heard of him. You were talking about Canadago the other day. Right. What's the matter with those bananas? They don't understand. And how good... And Rochester, how beautiful. You, you've been to Don and Bob's when you go there? And? In Rochester. What about him? No, you Don go there and eat the hot dogs? And Bob and Don's? Never heard of him. No, what about... How about, how about Nick Tahoe's? You ever go there? Yeah. Never heard of him. You get out, How about Cobb Hill? You ever go there? <laughs> yeah. Never Listen, heard of it. I'm going to say to you How about Durant Eastman Park? Wow. You know what? How about Roseland Park? You won't see that no more. Never heard yeah, of it. No, anyway. no more. It's all gone. What's the matter with them? Condos. They're getting old, man. Listen, I was saying, very How about ent- Finger Lake you're a great Racetrack. guy. Very entertaining. Okay, well, I'm we sorry you didn't personally. get the tickets. Okay. Two open lines a day. Find the, say hi to Muggsy, by the way. He's got a little bit of a headache, but he'll be okay. In fact, Muggsy Solomon would have been a great He would have been dynamite on his station. He was a bookie. He wasn't just somebody that knew all the bookies. He was a bookie. Oh! 5670560, oh, pound 560. Anybody miss Dusty Springfield? She died. Anybody remember her? No. You know, Gene Siskel dies while I'm on vacation. Dusty Springfield dies yesterday. And this town, all they want to hear about is how's Joe DiMaggio? How's Joe DiMaggio? Who gives a crap about Joe DiMaggio? The ugliest man who was ever born. He made Quasimodo look like Robbie Benson. That's how ugly he is. And they're all hawking to China about, oh, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. He's 84 years old, for Christ's sakes. That's old enough. Oh, sorry, Mom. That's old enough. But, I mean, for Christ's sakes, Dusty Springfield, she was only 60. She was in the prime of her life for a little just beyond, you know, by 30 years. She's dead. The great, the late, the great, from breast cancer, no less. Now, what was the story? Is she Was Dusty Springfield a dyke? I don't think so. And I always think that Ann Murray is a dyke, but she's got a whole bunch of kids, which, of course, we know doesn't prove anything. But I'll tell you one thing. She's really going overboard to prove that she's not. In fact, when she comes out to sing the – she came out the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, that awful 6-2 loss to Chicago. At the end of the game, they brought her out to sing that uh, real tearful song, whatever it was, that Canadian song, up the National Anthem. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of guys were thinking we should have suited her up. The Leafs might have won the game. She is butcher than most of those fag hockey players. I'll tell you that. That's what Scott Mellonby told me. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just called a few minutes ago. My phone crapped out on me. Yeah, nice phone. Nice job. Thank you very much. That little pink guy is doing his job. Anyway, uh, I heard you mention that uh, the station needs a pest control service. I, d- I didn't say they need one. I said they're too cheap to buy to get one. Oh, because I would so, like so to in other words, they're, Huh? I would like to apply for the job. But but there is no job because they're not going to pay you for it. So unless you want to do it for free. Mm, as much as I like it, Neil. Uh... That's what I'm saying. That's why we want. 
one day we had a guy came in off the street, heard me bellyaching about it, and did a little spritzing around, you know, here and there. But that was it. We got ants falling off the ceiling in this place. I am an ant specialist. Right. And but I'm, I can't I'm do it for specialist, free. Like Muggsy Solomon. Okay, well, thanks anyway, pal. Thanks. See, there you go. Who ever heard of working in an establishment that doesn't have a bug spray guy, an exterminator come in, like at least once a month? Anybody in the in the history of radio ever work in a station where there was no exterminator? No. No. God. Even when I worked at WYND for two weeks in Sarasota, that cheap prick Bud Paxson, we had an exterminator. Not here. It's not the Beasley Reed way, baby. But maybe if you're real nice, Greg will take you to dinner at Ruth's Chris. And they do have exterminators there. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Have you ever turned on the radio and said, that song makes me sick? Well, now, K.O. Pectate Records presents songs that make you want to throw up. The dogs are going to chuck on you. I got a case of feeling good. As on songs that make you want to throw up, you get sting. A complete barcarama. And who could forget the classic? Puke, 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 puke and hurl. Puke, puke, puke and hurl. Puke, puke, puke and hurl. Puke, puke. You know you make me want to bark. Lose my bow tree. Bark. Blow my chow now. Hug my cookie. Bark. Suck my noodle. Bark. Keep on you, man. It's puking to the puking. Songs that make you want to throw up. Fifteen to one at five sixty WQM. Are they interested in Dusty Springfield? No, of course not. Okay, so what I'm going to do? The phone is pretty dead anyway. I'm going to play this song now. I don't. If you like rap music, you will not like this, will you? No. Of course, if you like rap music, your taste is in your rectum. But what's the point? Even George, who now you heard me playing this the other day, and you hate it. Weak. I don't hate it. It's just very mild. Nothing there. But go ahead. Thanks. She's already poisoned the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of it.
right, all right. See, they liked it. It's 11 before noon at 560 QM. Okay, make it or break it. They, now they don't know who that is because it's a European group. They're British. Steps. Number one in uh, London, by the way, for a while. Not anymore. And actually, someday, if you live long enough, it might be released here. They also got on the same uh, disc. Now, I didn't realize they did this anymore. Maybe this is very rare that they had a CD single with two cuts on it. Remember the old extended play 45s that used to have like four, two on each side? And this one's got like two uh, cuts. I'm not going to play this, but just like a taste. Also a gigantic hit, a smash. Yeah, perfect. But you know how I feel about the Bee Gees after they screwed me on that America way? Okay, two open lines a day. Come on, let's hear it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I want you to rush out to your music store right now and ask for it by name Steps and Heartbreak. You going to get it? No. Of course not. They don't have it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yeah, what's up, Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, man, listen, I've been listening to rap music for 20 years. Oh, man. God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And believe me, man. Rap music is the most misunderstood music Crap. In, yeah. in America. What is that? Crap. Yeah. It's misunderstood. Seriously, man. It's, I'm going to tell you something. I'm it's tell music? Something. I thought rap and the music were like uh, contradictory terms. <laughs> yeah. Crap. And yeah, listen, man, listen. That's why listen. they changed. See, that's why they changed it to hip hop because when you say rap, it's easy to put the C in front of it. Crap. Right. See, see I'm going to tell you, though. Or it wasn't. Uh -huh. It was created for people like you anyway. See what I'm saying? It was created by young blacks living in the inner city. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's yeah. just that corporate America decided right. they could make a book off, off of it, so they tried to force it on everybody. See mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. But it wasn't created for you or Thank middle God. class. Now, what do you, what do you, now how, how badly did you hate that record I just played? you hate that? Oh, man, that's a hell, man. Okay, <laughs> I'm black and I almost taught white listening to that, okay? Yeah, see, that that was a very, well, you're right, five white people, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so, for me, for America, for, for guys like you, the criticized rap, I mean, it, it's a mute point because it wasn't even meant for you. It, you it is, it, it, you're right, it's a mute point, right. <laughs> I'm pressing the mute button right now. Have a great day, pal. All right. I'll be there to Roma. All right. Okay, we have an open line of date one in Broward, 567. What'd he be saying? He said it's a mute point. Come on, what about this record I just played? You don't like that? Don't be such a relentless spick. I know that Who, you me? think it's pretty good. Yes, you. No, I don't like it. What an asshole, man. You know that, George? He's an asshole. Yeah. How could you not like that? That's a great song. Mm. There's nothing there. It's no 411. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. Yeah. Good. Was that Jerry Lewis doing uh, hip-hop? Here's Papado Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to miss Dusty Springfield. Yeah, here's one. Here's one. Oh! And did you know she was a lesbian? That's what I thought. Yeah, there was a book about 10 years ago, but it was really bad. Well, that's why these people don't want to talk about Dusty Springfield. She was a dyke. Yeah. All these straight guys out there that are obsessed, get all emotional about bull dykes, but uh, they don't want to talk about her. Yeah, well, she didn't do any videos, so. Yeah, that's probably you know, it. They missed out. Uh, what about the one with Ann Bishop? Well, come on, that's, you know, going the other extreme. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that okay, was all for the good news. Okay, thank you. Butch up. Open line of day two in Broward. In fact, there, there, nobody got anything to say about that song. You see, that's what I mean about this town. 
You're a bunch, a collective bunch of deadheads. If you hated it like poison, if you've heard it before, if you don't ever want to hear it again, something, have something to say, have some feeling. When Gene Pitney did that record, A Town Without Pity, this is the place that he was singing about. Make no mistake about it. These people, no matter what it is, they have no opinion. They're like, they're like I've told you before, vanilla ice cream. That's why every time I bring that thing up, they all raise their hands. Oh, yeah, we love vanilla ice cream. Sure, it figures. It's only a small segment of the population that have enough taste, that have real taste buds, that can enjoy fish food and all the other great Ben & Jerry's flavors that have some taste to them. But tapioca pudding and vanilla ice cream, man, they're lab. I bet you they're like eating Wonder Bread. Not even with anything on it, just right out of the bag. Just stuffing Wonder Bread down their puss. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, Kelly. <laughs> Neil, uh, I love fish food. Yeah. I hate vanilla ice cream. Right. And I even hated that song you played even worse. Really? It was terrible. Oh. I heard The last time I heard something like that was in an elevator, and I was initially. Yeah. You know, though, listening to these black guys call, and I hate rap. Yeah. I hate it with a passion. But I'd rather listen to that. But anyway, listen, you know, you're sidetracking me. I got an important Go point to make. Yes. I can't think with that music. Um, the black people are calling up saying that rap was uh, was invented or was started by black kids in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. That's not true. So how, about, how about Motown? Didn't these uh, black kids in the ghetto start that? Oh, yeah, I believe Motown. But listen to this. Blondie, a group in the 80s, right. did the first rap song, which was... But they uh, be white. Name the song, but that's where rap came from, a white girl. Blondie stole it from New York, but... Yeah. There you go. Debbie See, George knows what's going on. And listen, I wanted to tell uh, George, I thought that he didn't have a career in this uh, business, yes. but after last week, he really George did, did a great job. Great. Excellent. And I uh, well, you know, think still sucks, by the way. <laughs> have a great day. Take care. See what I mean? Go to Europe where they have all the great music and you come back here. Oh, that really sucks, man. That blows. Let's hear some rap music. Let's start rapping it. And by the way, they're very, too much rap music over there. They're just obsessed. They got rap artists over there that haven't been born yet. They got all them Rasta people in Amsterdam on. Yeah, turn on the music factory or the box. And you're just uh, rapping out your... Uh, oh, God. On and on. Which at least it keeps some of those people with the uh, with the Rasta hair off the streets anyway. Crack man, crack, coke, coke. So, like I said, what are we going to do about the uh, gorillas in our midst? Yeah. Four minutes till noon. By the way, speaking of assholes, what are we going to do about John Penis? Does he work here anymore? No. I mean, is he going to do anything? He's on vacation. Oh, he's on vacation. What year did that start? Because Pompano Park, you know, where they had that big $150,000 race on the Friday, September 20th, uh, whatever it was, February 27th, which is like uh, several days ago, with the track record, 149 and 4. Fantastic. But I have nothing. I don't have the simulcast schedule for the month of March. I don't have anything uh, interesting or uh, anything for the month of March. All I can tell you is they got great harness racing going on tonight, starting 7:35 at the p.m. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, 12 noon at 560 QAM. What happened with what? With the bit. With what bit? I thought you were going to play a bit. Why? You always do. Well, I didn't. Okay. Because I don't have one queued up because I'm busy uh, looking right. at Brendan's picture here. I'm busy <laughs> reading. Huh? 
No, I'm, well, that's true. I'm eating lunch and drool, I'm, I'm drooling either over lunch or the picture, and I got a fax here, which is from, um, you know, oh, look at this, from Club Cathode Ray. <laughs> from some faggot out there. But nevertheless, a great fax that said, Brendan is the hottest. I'm on my knees with my mouth open, Brendan. Yummy, yummy. I need an appetizer with 28 exclamation points. All I can say is, oh, yeah. See, I hate to break the news to you, but no matter what your uh, tastes happen to be uh, of the legal variety we're talking, uh, nobody wants to look at ugly people. We want to look at beautiful people. Just look at that whammy experiment. Nobody wanted to look at us ugly people. They put that tens on there, and they had a few pretty interesting-looking uh, almost naked people on there, and it was a hit. What a, what a concept. People want to look at people that look great. What a shock. Right, Brendan? Uh-huh. Just keep saying it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted you to know it's the first time I called, but I love Dusty Springfield. And this morning when I heard about the news, they gave her age as being 57. And 60. I, and now you say 60. Well, that's really, what they said. Yeah, it surprised me, but I don't think that there was a more sultry voice. And regardless of what her uh, sexual persuasion was, right. her music... Well, it's the voice of that time period, and I'm, I'm, really I'm happy. gonna find some in my collection somewhere. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Well, there's a one, there's a one CD set that has that's a pretty comprehensive, and then there's a box a one set CD with three set? CDs. Yeah, there's one CD uh, that I think is Rhino that puts it out. Right. It's a pretty comprehensive collection, and then there's a three CD set that has like everything um, and stuff like that that I went not heard, but. I just wanted to comment that I really appreciate that you appreciated her. I love Dusty Springfield. She was great. And the fact, you know, the fact that people who die, who gave us a little bit of entertainment, I'm not saying we got to go up to make a Graceland for Dusty Springfield and act silly about it, but uh, at least recognize the fact that uh, she entertained us a little bit. Not only that she entertained, but when you listen to her voice, it's pretty timeless. And the, the emotion and the way that she was able to put across a song, uh, you know, unless you hear her singing, you don't understand the sensuousness and what she was trying to put across. And people, a lot of people don't know that she was entertaining even when she was a young girl. She even had her own show, I think, at one time with her sister or something like that yeah. in England. Well, so, it was uh, her sister, yeah. Yeah, say those. yeah, right, it was her sister. <laughs> until, up until 10 years ago when uh, they came out with the revelation. But I don't think that for her fans, it really, it, it, I don't know, it makes too much of the sexual persuasion. Listen to the voice. Listen to what exactly. she's saying, saying. Thanks a lot. Okay, thanks. Okay, see, so we got a couple. Thank God we got a couple of people emotional about Dusty Springfield. Good lady, okay? So she was a little bit too macho for some of you. Too bad. I can't believe you don't like that. And then I think you're full of it. I think you're just like the guy yesterday, that so-called religious guy, that I couldn't get to admit that he, don't, that he knows it's a bunch of crap. You're just playing hard ass. I don't think that there's a record that's ever been made that if I played it in here and I said that I loved it, that you would uh, agree that it was good, other than maybe Aerosmith. Maybe. I like Aerosmith. Like when I said that Crying was the greatest song of all time. They invented rap, by the way. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, this has nothing to do with that, but I was watching because uh, they have all these stupid infomercials on, even in Europe, and you know how they're always peddling these uh, one-record sets and two uh, these box sets. And it was like the best of the, um, I don't know, one of the 60s and 70s deals. And they had one of the cuts on there was I Can Hear Music by the Beach Boys, which is one of my favorite songs by the Beach Boys. Now, did you know who did the lead vocal on I Can Hear Music? Brian Wilson? No. Close. It's a trick question, right? 
No, no, it's not a trick question. Huh? You've only got five months. Huh? Mike Love? No, not Mike Love. I said close. So in other words, it must be one of the Wilsons. It wasn't Dennis Wilson. It wasn't Brian Wilson. It was... Ann Wilson. Let me give you a hint. Fat and dead. Just recently. Come on, George, Mr. Music Expert that's getting red in the face. You look like you just caught whatever I got. Red in the puss. Beat red. Mr. Music Expert. The beat the beat, why not? How about Al Jardine? Who? Yeah. You putz. How about David Lemongello? Yeah. Come on. Wilson. Pete. Well, California. Close. Carl Wilson, you schmuck. I can't name all the Beach Boys. Why? Because I was an embryo when Dennis they were Wilson, the drummer, he's dead. He drowned. Remember Dennis Wilson, the blonde one? Brian Wilson, he's not dead, just brain dead. The uh, the bed guy, that's Brian Wilson, and I know Mike Love because right. he wears that hat. Mike Love, who's like a real Republican, hat. which made us turn on him badly, but nevertheless, with a high pulse of all the rest of them. And Carl Wilson, and Al Jardine, and then in the beginning, before Al Jardine, there was uh, David Marks, who was the only one that ever looked good, and they said, get out of here, because we all look pretty ugly. Well, you know, some people thought Dennis Wilson wasn't too bad, because he was blonde and a surfer kid. He was ugly. He's dead. He drowned. Carl, now, now, see, you sidetracked me off the whole thing there. I never knew that Carl Wilson did the lead on any of their songs. I always thought it was either Brian Wilson or it was Mike Love. So I just mentioned that, and, of course, it brings to mind the fact that he was young and fat, and he's dead. Just mentioned that in passing, Boog. Young, fat, dead, prematurely dead. I'm trying to help that guy, you know. Here's Miami. Hello. What is it? Okay, they're, uh, they don't have time for the game players, okay? Go play with each other. Two open lines a day, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Mobile in uh, Coral Springs, hello? Yeah, Boog, remember Chris Farley? Boog? I said, Boog, remember Chris Farley? Yeah. I'm fat and dead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my eight year old daughter wants to know what mall that band is playing in next, Neil. She what? She wants to know what band, what what mall that okay. uh, band is playing okay. in next. All right. I mean, holy cow, Neil! How do you go from Aerosmith to a lollipop band like that? Because I like it? all kinds of music. Would you? All right, I mean, you wait, can't wait, play wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I okay. was just talking about the Beach Boys, right? Right. Would you say the Beach Boys were like hard rock music? No. Of course not. Did nope. you Did you like the Beach Boys? I can admit I enjoy them. I mean, I mean, I'm you know I'm only 29. I just right. go here and there. But yeah, sure, some of it's fun when I you're like, drunk I like at a party. all different kinds of music. But that's even different than what you're playing now. I mean, that's a bunch of Tiffany wannabes you're playing over there now, Neil. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. So you, yeah, hated, you hated it. I couldn't stand it, to be quite honest Well, that's with you. good. That's why we're trying to at least get some emotions, some feeling out of these people. Even if you hated it, it's better than having no opinion. The worst part is that I uh, I like you so much, I couldn't even change channels hating that music as much as I did. But <laughs> well, it's only anyway. four minutes and 25 seconds out of your life. It was brutal, Neil. Okay. Brutal. I'll never play it again. Thanks, man. Only in the car. You're the best. Would you rather hear that or Geldy? Oh, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> See? There's I a choice. He, I it was a little harsh with that mall comment. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560, rhymes with Chixi on the mobile one line. I think they'll be every bit as big as Aqua. Hey, I hate to break the news to you, but they're already uh, that big. They're gigantic. Now, I told you, number one in London, big all over Europe. The video all over the place. Steps. 
And they'll be over here eventually, and they'll be very big over here. Now, everyone would agree, just being big doesn't mean that they're good. Look at that 811. Oh, thank heaven, it ain't 711. Get it out of here with that crap. Oh, man, it's music. It's real. It's real. But you got to understand, it's rap music. It's the, the brother in the getaway. It's crap. It's garbage, baby. It's dumb. It's dumb music for dumb people with taste deep inside their... Rectum. Wow, just ask Pete Bolger. He'll tell you. We got the Hank Goldberg Show from the Doral at 2 this afternoon. We got big, fat, tubby Boog Shambi from the uh, National Car Eating Center at 6 o'clock with, uh, with his hour. And then Geldy with a pregame show at 7. Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche. Come on, buy up those damn tickets. Let's crank that place up tonight. Let's fill that joint up. It's a mighty big game. You know, Boston won last night, beat Phoenix 3-2. to two. Phoenix are staggering. And the Bruins are now two points ahead in Montreal, won their game. And the Rangers got a tie with Dallas. And Washington beat the snot out of Tampa. So all the teams on right in there with the, the Panthers for that number eight playoff spot uh, got at least a point last night. And most had a win. So this is a humongous game last night. Have a little passion, a little feeling. Come out to the Macarena night. Bring two, three hundred bucks. Get a soda. Where do you find Dave Heffernan and Gene Thomas? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QA. I am just uh, distraught. Distraught. Can you believe this? I'm looking and looking at See, one of the scams that they pull on these best of uh, CDs for various recording artists, you know, groups that have actually had more than like one half of a hit, is they make, you know, the greatest, the best, the, they're like 10 different versions, and all of them have got uh, something that one of the other ones doesn't have. You know what I'm saying? So I'm digging and digging through my CDs over here. No. And is it on here? No. Now, it's definitely on one of the ones that we got in here somewhere. Huh? Because I'm right like the front. I know what the front of the other one looks like. And it's not this. This is the Beach Boys' greatest hits. I'm not, I'm not that I'm saying there's a lot of bad stuff on here. There's good stuff like... Yeah. Oh, and, and isn't that kind of syrupy, too, by the way? They're saying that that heartbeat by... Uh, Steps with syrupy? Surfer girl, that's not syrupy? Huh? My diabetes is starting to act up. My blood sugar is raising to 300 just here in the first four notes. Yeah, but surfer girl's good. So you're saying there's like good syrup and bad syrup? Yes. Like maple syrup? And carrot. And like syrup from a jar? Yeah, get out of here. I want to hear I Can Hear Music by the Beach Boys with Brian, with Carl Wilson, which you didn't know. See, you can talk a good game, and you can try to convince the public you know something about music, but we all know that you don't. The maybe, music maybe La Cucaracha you know, okay? Maybe La Cucaracha. La yeah. Cucaracha, maybe you know that. There's no reason I should da, know anything da, 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 before da, 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 da. 1980. Yeah. But I do. Why not? Because I was an embryo then. Yeah. I, I know of Rudy Valley. Yeah. I wasn't born then. I know all about the I know about that fact of Rudolph Valentino. Fossil rock I saw silent movies at the time. George Eastman House in Rochester, New York. Hey, I could name uh, three out of uh, how many Beach Boys? But not to name Carl Wilson. Aren't you embarrassed? He just died here like uh, months ago. Carl Wilson, he's dead. But I do a lot of drugs. Oh. Well, so did they. Here's a big report in uh, somewhere, mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay, sir. Uh, Big report in South Beach, heading eastbound on the MacArthur Causeway. There's one pig standing up, sticking his gun at everybody, and three more on bikes just waiting. So anybody heading eastbound on the MacArthur Causeway, slow down and be careful. Thank you, sir. God bless you. And one other thing? Yes. 
Cowboys are and all that. Van Halen, Vintage Van Halen and Aerosmith are 100 times better. Then what? So vintage Van Halen with David Lee Roth and Aerosmith now, even Aerosmith back then, way better than the Beach Boys. Okay. Later. See ya. Well, I'm not saying the Beach Boys are as good as Aerosmith. Now, Van Halen, uh, <laughs> let me think about it, okay? Because I hear of David Lee Roth and David Lee Growth, and I just get like a growth, like a mole starts growing in my lip. Oh, and that's another thing, by the way. I want to know sometime, I'm so glad that this guy called. Not intentionally, but he like, I segued into it. People with, bo- I know I'm an old fogey and I'm not into a lot of stupid stuff. Thank God. Body piercing is one thing, and to me, all of it, not some of it, all of it. I'm not talking like a little earring, although it depends on how many they are and how much they droop and what you're, what the message is supposed to be, which is usually a lie anyway. I'm talking about real body piercing, people that do the body piercing in their tongue. Seriously, are these people crazy? Uh-huh. If you had any, and, and it goes to show you, just like my, the reason that I bring this up today, my discussion about religion yesterday, it goes to show you that if you tell people that something is trendy, fashionable, acceptable, it's, uh, you know, it's in, they'll do it. You have got to be the most stupid, idiotic piece of turd with no respect for your body, even if it's a, you know, look at my body. Do I have respect for this one? No. Who the hell could? But even as fat and disgusting and as sick as I am, would I put like a post in my tongue? No. No way, sweetheart. And, of course, you do realize that a lot of people got infections from that, and many of them died. They died? They died. They're dead. Well, but, I mean, what, what are you doing here? Huh? How, how do you speak with a poor part of the your tongue? Seriously. Not to mention many other things I can think of that I might get in the way of. I mean, how, how do you eat? You know how every now and then while you're eating and you're chewing, you, you chew down on your gum, I mean on your cheek, on the inside of your cheek? Do that all the time. And it's annoying because there's like a big blood blister in there and then you keep touching it with your tongue and irritating it. It's uh, it's annoying. But when you got a, a, a like a ball on your tongue, well, I mean like a silver ball on your tongue. Oh, I'm sorry, Brendan. Uh, when you got a, a, silver, a silver ball on your tongue that doesn't go away, and you what what do you do when you chomp down on that? How do you chew? How do you eat? Eat what? How how do you speak? Well you have a thing in your mouth like that. Huh? Maybe that's Mike Tyson's problem. Maybe he's got a thing on his tongue. I don't know. Oh, and by the way, it was only a small T V set. It wasn't a big fancy schmancy one. One that he threw there when they put him in the uh in the cooler to dry out, Mike Tyson. Hey, what's the next fight anyway? <laughs> Oh, oh, God. I can't believe I don't have I Can Hear Music. I'm going to have to redo, uh, recheck my library, see where all the good stuff is. And you must admit there is some good stuff in there. Even you would admit that. No question. Musical hard ass. The older stuff. Where? Why don't Why don't any of these uh, say next? Is there any special reason? Huh? Oh, well, how about let's take uh, Kendall. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I agree with you about that body piercing thing. I don't understand it either. What, what is that? What, would you ever allow somebody to put like a, a, a post through your tongue? Hell no. God. <laughs> um, and then they got them in their penis. They got them in their nipples. They got them in their navel. They got, you know, they got uh, people drilling stuff through every part of their body you can imagine. <laughs> I was prompted to call because uh, I think it was near the end of the last hour you had this guy calling it about uh, Blondie 
being the originator of rap music. Crap. Oh, God, Neil. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, you know, rap has been around for a long time, not to the extent that it is now, but, and I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but, you know, I have to give them their props. Um, you know, they're making a lot of money for the music industry these days. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Crap. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, basically that's about it. I am out of material, my friend. Okay, thank you so much. I think, uh, Corey started it from Cincinnati, wasn't that his name? Don't you remember the Corey rap? Oh, yeah. I still have that video, <laughs> by the way. Huh? I had that video at home. Oh, my God. Burn it. Two open lines a date. We're discussing rap. We're talking about I Can Hear Music by the Beach Boys and Carl Wilson. Which Beach Boy was the best? Which one was the most macho? Which one is the most dead? Which one did the most drugs? Which is the most right wing? See, that started like a really turning me. Oh, I remember. Where the hell was it? Was it here? Where was it that they wouldn't let them uh, sing at some uh, New Year's thing? Because they were too controversial. Was that here? I don't think it was here. That was just a few years ago. Was it here? I don't remember, but because they were like a bit, because they were a rock group and they're from, I mean, they were as vanilla pudding, they were as mom and pop and apple pie as any group that was ever invented. I think Un American was the. Uh, yeah, I think that was here. Might have been here. Not to mention, of course, the fact that Mike Love is always in those Republican fundraisers and they were all a good b- bunch of right wingers, probably from Orange County. No, too controversial, the Beach Boys. Man, (laughs) talk about a deadhead place. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. That, what you played before. Oh, he's a walking, like I said. Yes. It's it's real bad. Okay. It's real pain. I'll hear it again. I have a story for you about um, tongue piercing. About Uh, what? Tongue piercing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a friend um, swallow one, and they could get pretty expensive. Like, five years ago, they were like, $60. $60. Yeah. So she went into her... She All you got to do is dig it out. That's, that's exactly what she did. She uh-huh. put it back on. Went in doubt, dig it out. And she put it back in her tongue? Yeah, she cleaned it, you know, disinfected it. Yeah. <laughs> that's and pretty disgusting. It is. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with piercings. It's just a fashion statement. You know, there's... Hey, it's, it's, a, it's a fashion statement. Excellent. Thank you so much, sir. It's a fashion statement. Oh! Yeah. It was James Watt in 1983. They were right. perform at the Washington Monument. Washington Monument. Thank you, whoever called in with that information. And Ronnie Reagan had to go to their defense because he's a big uh, Beach Boy fan. Well, he used to be. He forgot who they are. We have an open line in date, 5670560. It's a fashion statement. If you have somebody, how about if you took a wooden post and somebody jammed it in there? Rectum. Oh, well, it's a fashion statement. Let's face it. It sure is unique. It sure is different. And if one person went on, if Calvin Klein came on tomorrow and said, this is the new fashion for the uh, next millennium, there'd be two million people immediately sticking wooden posts in there and running around hopping on it. Talk about hip hop. Crazy people, man, who just, whatever the latest fad, whatever, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how little sense it makes, no matter how idiotic, how ridiculous. Oh, but it's counterculture. Right. That's why there's only 50 million people walking around with body jewelry in every part of their goddamn body. Just just like all the hippies in the 60s. Within within a matter of months, they all look the same. They all smell the same. They all did the same drugs. They're all uh, the same crap. All of them. Crap. Because they were all individualists. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Um, Pick report one. Um, Sheridan Street out west near, I think it was the cross street, would be like North 70th. Does that sound about right? 
Could there be was him. about seven or eight of them on motorcycles, and they all got this thing hanging out, and uh, they're they're lurking in the trees out there. So beware. Okay. Uh, also, if sticking a steel spike through my penis is a statement, uh, <laughs> I I ain't listening, pal. It's a fashion statement, man. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not listening to that statement. Thank you, Del Okay. Have a great day. Yeah, and of course, if you if you have a uh, one of those things, if you have body jewelry in your penis, doesn't it kind of interfere with like uh, almost any function you can think of? Doesn't it kind of like get in the way? Yes. Well, we'll find out. You know, you got to get with the times, Neil. You got to stop being an old fogey. You got to get with it. You got to start listening to rap music. You got to get your body pierced. You got to get a post in your tongue, a post in your ear, a post in your penis, a post in your rectum. There you go. That's what Mike Tyson said. He said it felt like a post. Mackinac. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, right. Neil God. Since the word came down, I've been home crying in my bed. I turn up the TV because they say the NBA is dead. Well, Robin, you love to one. Why don't you practice at the free throw line? song i would have played the whole thing how can you not like that song who are you talking to i just in general i like it i'm just saying anybody that wouldn't like it how could you not like it of course you do know it was carl wilson that sang the lead vocal on that oh george just uh, swallowed his uh crap he's just choking on his cafe cubano well, okay, I'm trying to teach you something, okay? You're the expert encyclopedia. You know all this useless crap, but anything that has to do with stuff that people are interested in, you don't know about. You know a lot of uh, stuff, but it's all useless. Just like this thing that I got. You know, do you know anything about that? No. Just like all the doctors, you know the same as they do, nothing. What does it take? What? How many doctors, how much money, how many trips... How many experts does it take before somebody can diagnose the hangnail in this town? Like, like, like if you suffered from blue balls, for example, you know, how many doctors would it take to go in before they looked and said, oh, my God, look at that. You got blue balls, mister. How, how many? Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Great. Boy, I'm glad you're talking about the Beach Boys. They are, they are the best. Well, now you're getting carried away. Well, okay. 
anyway, uh, I'm still you know, okay. Pardon? They're, they're, they're okay. Hey. I, you know, Carl Wilson died. You didn't know that he died? Uh, I, know, I know he died. He died of, I think, lung cancer a couple of years ago. Lung cancer? Yes. Smoking too much bad weed, I think, is what did it. Yaman. Yaman. Uh, anyway, uh, Help Me Rhonda, that, that was Al Jardine singing lead. Was it? It, was, it is. You know, Al Jardine looks just like my roommate from Michigan State. Anyway, also, I Can Hear Music is a great song. It, it's just, I mean, there's something about that song. It just, I can't even, I can't describe it. You can't put it into words, but there's just something about it. I'm going to have to bring that in tomorrow. I'm going to have yeah. to get a lot of music for tomorrow. I think it's on, I think it's on an album called Sunflower, originally. Sunflower? Yes, released back in 1970 when their other music kind of sucked. Well, it'd be great if you could play that. I'll uh, I'll have it tomorrow. Anyway, sure. also you know Carl Wilson, he was he's the first vocalist when you when you hear Good Vibrations, he's he starts off singing that song too. Oh, he does. Yeah, and also God only knows that's him. Well, wait a minute. See now these I can handle. God only knows that's uh kind of weird. Right. Pretty weird. Uh, wouldn't it be nice as him too? I think. Oh, I like that. Come on, Carl. Come on, Carl. Carl! Well, he's not feeling too good, okay? Right. Carl! Come on! One last time, please. I may not always Yeah, I hate that song. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, there no. it is. Oh, is that a good vibration? Vibration, that's him. Alright! Boy! That was probably the last thing he said. Boy! <laughs> and what was the other? Wouldn't it be nice? I think Wouldn't It Be Nice is also him. Yeah. Talk about syrup. Yeah. But good, good syrup, like George. Oh, it's a good song. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Brian. I'm sorry. That's Brian? That's Brian. Well, you sure? You know him, man. You know him uh, better than I know the back of Listen, I'm 32 years old, but I've been listening to the Beach Boys since I could pick up a phonograph needle and pop it on the pop it on there. Yeah. So, uh, and also, uh, just, just in case you were wondering, I don't know if you were or not, but Brian Wilson has a new album. Brian Wilson made an album? Yes, last summer of 98, I think. Yeah. And I don't well, know what, if But what about that first album, that first Brian? Don't you remember that? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> huh? Oh, God. He sounded like he had one of those uh, things in his tongue that I was talking about. You know, oh, I, I, I bought the CD when it came out, and yeah. I, tried to, I tried to honk it at one of those UCD stores, and they just laughed me out of the place. I remember playing this on Zeta, I think it was. Well, if you get a hold of that new one, it's, it's pretty good. The ocean Oh, get back into bed, Brian, before it's too late. <laughs> All right, listen, thanks a lot, Neil. Okay, see, see you. Say hi to Carl Wilson. 1988, reprise records, Brian Wilson making a little uh, solo comeback. Oh, that's enough. Bad, really bad. Why do you know when you do all those drugs and when you're spending a lot of time in bed with your teddy bear? He spent a lot of time in bed with his teddy bear, okay? He liked it. Let's go to Plantation. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. First of all, let me suck before I uh, rip you in half. Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Love your show. But that song you played was sounded, the worst. The worst thing you ever heard in your life. You know what that sounded like? Uh, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, speaking <laughs> and, of dykes. And how can you not? By the way, you know who Olivia Newton-John used to be married to? Uh, no. Matt Lapanzi. But anyway. Uh, next thing is, how can you not like Celine Dion? Oh my! And you're knocking me. Oh! Have you have you ever? Oh! Have you ever oh! listened to Get it? Get the bucket! 
Maybe you don't like her personality, but no, I, I, I don't care. First of all, she is ugly and pasty and grotesque. Yeah, I agree but with since you. I'm not, the, I'm not the steered in that direction anyway. That makes no difference to me. In addition to which, I don't like music just because the artist looks good, because most of them don't. You know, right, but that but... song, that syrup, that crap. Oh, oh. You know why you don't like that song? Yeah, why? He just overplays that though. So he I heard, I heard it the first time, and I had wicked diarrhea for a week. I love her. Celine Dion? Yep. I, I like I Dion. Don't, I don't think she's gorgeous or anything. I like. Oh wait a minute! You think she's hot? No, I don't think she's hot. Oh, but her voice thank is God. just phenomenal. Maybe you think that uh, Leo DiCaprio is hot. Mm, he's a good-looking guy. He. Leo DiCaprio is a good-looking guy. Oh, kid. For for like a Martian. Yeah. He's better looking than me. Uh, and me too. Okay, thanks. Right. But he's still good looking. Leo DiCaprio is good looking. Oh my God. <laughs> See, you're gonna be screaming for the uh, steps by the end of this show. And I, I, I don't care what you say. This is a, it's a good record. I have no a big thing for them. I just, I just bought this because I saw the tragedy, the video, on, uh, on over there. And so I was in the record store buying a bunch of stuff for somebody else. And I saw this. I thought, I'll buy it. And then it had this other cut on their heartbeat, which I realize is the big hit, not tragedy. And uh, so I have no axe to grind for steps, but I think they're pretty damn good. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. It's bad. Okay. Go get a post drilled in your cheek, okay? Deep inside your rectum. And have a great life. Oh, Celine Dion, can you believe? I'm serious. I'm starting to have a relapse now. I'm getting, I'm getting pains in places where it's illegal and uh, they're counted. Oh, God almighty. I talk about a sugar shock. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Makes no seriously. It makes me feel like I need to do an oral douche. <laughs> oh, get it out of your system, sweetheart. See, there's another thing. That's another perfect example. The Titanic, Leo DiCaprio, her, that song. Another example of American hype. All over the world, they're sucking up that swill, that unadulterated crap. Neil, God. They're blunt, dumb, and not a brain between them. And they're on Saturday morning Toontown. It's Slutty Spice, Nutty Spice, Bitchy Spice, and Monica, and they're the Spice Squirrels. So all you slutty little girls out there, remember to turn on the Spice Squirrels every Saturday morning. You'll love it. Join the Spice Squirrels every Saturday morning. You go to hell and you die. Okay, 1244 at 560 WQAM. See, this was the end for them. Yeah. Everybody said, why couldn't you just leave well enough alone? Yeah. Well, that's, we all said that. Oh, God. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and Tom 560 on the mobile one line. Hey, listen, you know, sooner or later, we all got to hang it up. I'm thinking about it like the end of the week. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd like to talk about Dusty Springfield, but just in reference to the Beach Boys um, the song that you want to hear, I Can Hear Music. Yeah. The songwriting credits for that go to Jeff Barry, Ellie Greenwich, and Phil Spector. That was that was written during the early Wall of Sound days. When Arlen Spector? <laughs> Phil Spector. Yeah. So, and it was also recorded by Ronnie Spector. Huh. 
I, uh, just in case, I'm looking at a, at a Beach Boy album, which that's it's on. It's on the Good Vibrations Greatest Hits. It's the second song on side A. Yeah, I have to. Bring, I got it at home. Get that. But anyway, uh, I was saddened by the death of Dusty Springfield. Yeah. Do you remember her big hit? I only want to be with you. Yes. Okay, you that's the one I was talking about. The one that sounded like it was recorded at 49 RPM instead of 45. Right. Have you right. ever have you ever heard the Israeli version? No. Like, I only I, want to be with Jews. Yeah, I, I have 10 seconds of it here. I'm, I'd like to hum for you. <laughs> oh God! We have an open line of Dade One and uh, Broward five six seven oh five sixty. Of course, then on the morning show they got the one that they play. I only want to be with Juice. Oh man! Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I like to say, uh, first of all, I like to thank you for a great show. You, the only thing that keeps me sane is God forsaken hell. I'm it, man. I'm the only thing they got. They're talking about the body piercing, you know, I think these people have pierced about every part of their human anatomy so far. I think if they really want to make a statement, maybe they should get into something like uh, body amputation, maybe lop off a couple fingers or a couple toes. I think that's really coming. I think that, that's going to be, well, once we cross into the new millennium, I think that's going to be in. I think that's the next step, you know. Just when, lop off when a couple toes. Chop it out. That's right. Really make a statement. Right. But, uh, thanks again, Neil. And have a great day. We'll see you. Yeah, a little body mutilation. What's wrong with that, huh? I mean, you know. Have one in your earring, one in your nose, one in your penis, one in your vagina, maybe both of the above. All of these things. Yeah, there you go. If it was good enough for him, you got that nipple ring going. <laughs> yeah, you too could be Buffalo Bill, baby. Oh, my God, and I bet you we got plenty of uh, potential Buffalo Bills listening right now. Make no mistake about that. How's the thing coming, by the way? How's it doing? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil Cox. Yes, I am. I got some good vibrations going on. I'll bet. Just smoke the fat one. Listen yeah, to you laughing my ass off. Yeah. I just want to tell you, uh, how do I get those tickets? Speed up to about 90. You'll have one in no time. Open line at Dade 1 at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, Hi, yeah. Gildy. <laughs> Love your show, Gildy. Well, you know, I'm just glad that I'm on the air. And, How's the uh, O'Ferry doing? Well, you know, uh, well, I was... Okay, let's get with it. Come okay, on. Uh, uh, Neil. Yes? Uh, I was uh, on the beach, South Beach, and uh, I see this, uh, basically, a bum walking around in a T-shirt, but I say to myself, that's Oliver Stone. And I uh, so I, I go up to the uh, to the, uh, the lifeguard guy. I'm like, is, is that Oliver Stone right there? You know, the beach was packed on Sunday. Yeah. Like, Alibar? Alibar who? I was like, okay, never mind. Was Oliver Stone? Yes, I, I walked up to him. I know he was when he uh, put that JFK thing together. That piece of crap. He, he's, he's Oliver Stone. Oh, man, that guy's Stone Age. He's yeah. Neanderthal looking. Good. Oh, he's feel thing. real good. And I go up to him and I, I, I just say, uh, you're Oliver Stone, right? You know, I just wanted to say, I appreciate He's like, uh, don't, don't, he, cover, he half covers his face. He's like, uh, don't do that. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking for some. Uh, yes, I am. You know, he's like all freaking out. I was like, ah, I appreciate your work. I just... Yeah, tell him his work sucks. Thank you. Okay, we have an open line in date five. There's another another one of those image things. State of mind hype. He couldn't direct Mickey Mouse to uh, pick his nose. Okay, that's Oliver Stone. That great movie Talk Radio. Remember with Eric Bogosian? <laughs> oh God, that's enough to make me make me pierce his tongue. That's how bad that was. And then that JFK. My favorite scene in JFK was the one where Joe Pesci is doing the thing where he's revealing the whole plot. Well, and this one did that one, and he did this, and this one behind the scenes. Just, I mean, the most pathetic, idiotic. 
And then there's the one where Donald Sutherland. Now, there's a guy who ought to have, maybe he's already got something in his tongue. See, Donald, I can't even say it now. Donald Sutherland is all of a sudden very big on doing commercials for the last couple of years. My, yeah, my favorite is the one for Cigna Health Plan, C-I-G-N-A, and he says, Cigna, Cigna, like it's, it's got a thing in the tongue. Cigna. See, I guess they think that it's kind of like, I don't know, artsy, fartsy, that people are very impressed by that. And what happens when they do that is that you don't pay any attention to the to what the commercial message is. All you do is pay attention to the speech defect, the Cigna Health Plan. And you're thinking, oh, my God, that's Donald Sutherland who sounds like Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck with Brian Murray. Can't you hear Brian Murray doing spots for Cigna? We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. You mean that's Andy in Hollywood? Is that you're suggesting who that might be? Yeah, him or Mitch. One of these jackasses. Hello? It's not Andy. Okay. How are you doing today, Mr. Reuters? Okay. Uh, Michigan State grad here on the phone checking in. You don't sound anything like Andy. I think George is slipping. No, not Andy. He's got a bad ear. That's why his taste in music is so bad. Just wanted to give you a little uh, frog story that I had at the golf course the other day. Yeah. Uh, my uncle's down from Michigan, so I'm going to take him golfing. On the way to the course, I'm explaining to him what the uh, the frogs are like down here, and he doesn't quite understand. And sure enough, me, my uncle, and a buddy, we get joined up with a frog. They're all over the golf course here in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, of course, he was too cheap to pay for a cart, so the three of us are in carts, and he's walking, which holds us up for the first three holes. And then he asks if he can hop in the open space in the cart uh, that my buddy had, so he got a free cart ride there. No. <laughs> well, my, you know, we're nice people, so we let him. Then I buy the guy a beer, and the drink cart comes around, and uh, the drink cart comes around a second time, and he doesn't get his wallet out. No, no drinks when it's his round. And then uh, we get to the uh, green, and much to his surprise, when he offered me a cigar, I already had a uh, lit doobie in my mouth because I like to do that when I golf. Yeah, man. And uh, so, you know, anyways, uh, it was just kind of interesting as I was explaining to him uh, about all the frogs down here. Of course, we get joined up with one, and it was about a five-hour round of golf. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, we had a great time. And, Neil, I'll root my balls off for those tickets tonight. Okay. <laughs> what are these people talking about? What are they talking about? What tickets? I said there's 1,400 unsold tickets for tonight's game. I didn't say we have any. Did I say that? No. no. And we don't. Do we have any? I got my own. Do we have any others? No. No. We don't give crap away on a show anymore, sir. We give nothing but pure entertainment. The price is right. It's free. Great music, but bubblegum. See, there's nothing wrong with bubblegum, and your big thing with the Backstreet Boys is always, oh, that's bubblegum. That's for like, it's you know. bad bubblegum. Wrong. In fact, in Billboard magazine last week, there's a big piece, which you would have agreed with most of it, where they're talking about the formulas where they have all these groups, the five and the 98, whatever. They're all these groups that are like all patterned after whatever the first, you know, new, new kids kid. on the block. But there was one before that. created by the same guy. Right. But, and it said the average shelf life is very short. Not five years like you were Four saying, but like, no, nah, less than that. But it said the difference between the Backstreet Boys and all the other groups is that these guys can really sing.
Now, you can, you can sit in there and laugh and puke, and let me tell you again, there isn't one of them that I would even think about doing, okay? There are none of them that look good. And there isn't so, one of them that can sing. Oh, now that's, see, that's, it's just ridiculous. You're just a hard I ass. saw their, uh, their live thing on Saturday Night Live. They were groaning and straining and missing the notes. They were all over the place. They couldn't find it with a map and the notes. Nick either. told me he can find it. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, I have a question for you. You really got me confused. About Why is what? it that one day you're kissing somebody's ass on the radio and then the next day you're just ripping their butts right well, off? And who would that be, sir? Who well, yesterday, for example, like you had Steve King, who you always talk trash about. Right. But yesterday he said, you're okay in my book because you sent me flowers. That's right. I mean, that's two-faced. No, it's not. I said that I can't stand his act and he's full of crap, but I appreciate the flowers and he's okay because he's talented and he's made himself alive. It's not two-faced. I told it exactly the way I've always no, said but it. You, but you're the same. Blow it out your ass, pal. Blow it right out your little ugly ass. I tell it exactly the way I see it. And when somebody does something that goes out of their way to actually spend money to do something nice for me, I appreciate that. And if you can't handle that, go to hell, okay? Go straight to hell. Don't stop in purgatory. Don't stop and see the Pope unless you got your lips all greased up. Get out of my face. And get back on a banana boat, by the way, and go back where you came from. Too many people here from the wrong places. That's the problem with this town. Too many people here from the wrong places. Open line in Broward, two and Dade, 567 oh, 0560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. And they all got an attitude, man. They, every single one of them, they got an attitude. Here's a mobile in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Mobile? Yes, sir. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's pouring as hell out here. In really? Beach. I just can't outside. I got a few things to say about this body piercing and everything else. Yeah. Reason about this body piercing? You ever see a bull with a ring around his nose? You get to lead it around. Yeah. That's why they have it. Mm-hmm. And I never saw a bull like. with a post in its tongue, though. I haven't. Even bulls aren't that stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because if you try to stick one in there, they probably them. bite your fingers off. <laughs> uh, Tina Turner. Oh, man. I get a hold of her love. Because it sounds to me like a bunch of bull crap, crap is what it sounds like to me. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, two and Dade, five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Nothing about the body piercing. We don't haven't heard from anybody that's got a po- a postal in there, and probably because they can't speak. Maybe if you just mumble a little bit, maybe you go mm, like that, and we'll know that you got a post in your tongue and you can't really speak. Oh boy, it's the one to two hour. Well, I'm Jerry Falwell, I'm the right hand of God. And when I woke up today, I put my TV on, and instead of Kathy Lee or CNN, I saw a purple creature with a gay sign on his head. It was an upside-down triangle purple hinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple hinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple hinky-winky. Hey, tell it to me. Well, just when I thought things couldn't get worse, I noticed he was carrying a little purse. How can they call this a children's show? I think he's purple, but I have a brown boy. He has an upside-down triangle purple tinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple tinky-winky. I love you, Junior Ball. Yeah, purple tinky-winky. Yeah, Teletubbies. Well, most devout Christians find it hard to believe, but on the Teletubbies' tummy is a TV screen. It had a purple penis pointing straight at me. That was blowing a noise through the hole in the thing. Oh, my God. 
You're comparing the Beach Boys in the same class with Aerosmith? You're comparing Carl Wilson with Steve Tyler? And? You're serious. You put them in a, on the same level. Well, their new stuff isn't as good as the old Beach Boys, but their old stuff is. You're, let me say it again. I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. The Beach Boys. Yes. The bubblegummy, surfing, yes. car-living, uh, loving, eating Beach Boys. You're putting on, on a musical level with Aerosmith? Sure. <laughs> Here's a lady mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I was just going to tell you that my tongue's pierced, and there is an advantage to it. He's he's got what pierced? My tongue. Oh, your your tongue. I thought you said your son was pierced. <laughs> if I could. Your tongue is pierced, and what's the advantage? Um, I got it because it's supposed to enhance a certain sexual situation. Yeah. And because Dusty Springfield's a sister of mine, I can tell you my girlfriend agrees that it does work. So there's an advantage to it. Uh huh. Okay. Whatever you said. I, exactly. Whatever she said. Here's a fact that says, Celine Dion makes me want to puke. I can't stand that frog bitch. Leo DiCaprio is a huge flaming queen. He's not fooling anybody. But he's fooling a lot of young girls, I'll tell you that. That's what Nick told me. says, when he kissed Kate Winslet in Titanic, I thought it was a lesbian scene. <laughs> and the movie sucked anyway. Right on, sweetheart, whoever you are. And then somebody faxes me all of this stuff about Donald Sutherland, who was born in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada, eh? and went to the University of Toronto, and uh, et cetera. He's okay. He's... Once he was in that JFK thing, that I mean, that rule was embarrassing. That was really bad. He was great in the um, invasion of the uh, the body snatchers. Is that it? Yeah, and Eye of the Needle. Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor, but it's just these commercials he did. Cigna, the Cigna Health Plan. It's like the guy with the big lip. We have an open line in the Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560. Is there anybody in this audience? Look at the way the lines dropped off as soon as you said that. No, seriously, you're not. I want to give you the opportunity to change your mind, okay, right before God, man, in the audience on this rainy, dreadful God, because God is going to punish us any minute if you keep this up. You were serious. Old Beach Boys. No, I, that, forget about old and new, okay? I'm just talking as a musical group, as talent, as a force in the music industry as music as sound that's coming out of a thing out of a side speaker. by side in the rock and roll hall of fame with what the 1910 food gum company sure <laughs> what did i tell you i knew if i gave him enough rope he would hang himself just better than a doornail the beach boys and aerosmith <laughs> anybody have a heart or a liver no Guns and Roses Polka! A one and a two and a three and a four! <laughs> when I looked into your eyes, I could see a lover's strain. <laughs> but darling, when I hold you, don't you know I feel the same? Yeah! Cause nothing lasts forever and we both know hearts can change. <laughs> and it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. Hey, Polka! Oh, 
And this last guy was a suckhole. What does he know about music? Just because he thought Brian Wilson <laughs> tinkled. The the Beach Boys were much better than Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yes. What you got something against gay black people? Is no. That? I love yes. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. The Beach Boys were better than Marvin Gaye. Their contribution to music uh, leaps oh. and bounds ahead of Marvin Gaye. You know something? Tammy Terrell is so pissed off. She's about ready to make a comeback. That's how pissed off she With is. With all due respect to Marvin, who I loved. Marvin no, Rahman. You're talking no about Boys. Marvin Rahman. He were no Beach Boys. Two open lines. Thank God. Two open lines in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Their music was bubblegum. Good bubblegum. Enjoyable. It was fun. I like it. I love it. But to say that it's serious music like Marvin Gaye or Aerosmith is to admit to reveal a lack of understanding, a lack of taste so glaring that one might think you were born in a, in a distant barbaric land. Here's not so distant. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Um, my name's Gary, and uh, I've been listening to you for a long time, and I've been meaning to call you and telling you about um, the funniest show you ever did. Yeah. Um, how long ago did you move to the plantation? Years ago. Many, many years. Ten years, twelve years. Oh, a long time. Soon after you moved to the plantation, um, you were, they were delivering furniture to your house. Yeah. Do you remember that that day? No. And uh, you had a friend, Dave, that was sleeping? Yeah. Oh, that, were... that, was, that wasn't when I moved to Plantation. I moved to um, uh, Jacaranda. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know. I knew you had just moved. Right. Um, anyway, you were apoplectic, and uh, it was hilarious. I had to pull my car off the road. Yeah. It was the funniest show you ever did. What a memory. <laughs> anyway, I had to tell you that. I've been meaning to call you for a while. Um, well, you're a little slow, Gary, but better late than never, you know. Num number two. Like I was always meaning to call Dusty Springfield and say, you know, I really love your music, Dusty, and too late. <laughs> yeah, before you leave in three years, I, I guess I better call you. Um, but um, number two, um, you got you talked about religion a lot lately, and um, I just wanted to tell you my my uh, feelings about religion coincide uh, pretty much with Woody Allen. He did a movie. Uh, years ago, and he's sitting on a grassy knoll overlooking a lake, and he's discussing religion with his beautiful girl, and he says, um... How old was she, about 10? No, I think she was a little older, but, um, he, he says, well, I don't, I don't really believe in organized religion, but I believe there's an intelligent force that pervades the universe, except for part, certain parts of New Jersey. But I would just like to amend that and say, except for certain parts of Sunrise and Delray Beach. Okay, Gary. Talk in 12 years. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Okay. This man has just said that the Beach Boys are on the same level with Aerosmith and Marvin Gaye. And I have an open line on the board. We should have, we should have a backup. They should blow the lines out on the phone bank right now. If this were any kind of a town. I just, I can't believe I heard it with my own ears. The one that's open. He only co-wrote one of his songs. Oh, so in other words, writing the song is what makes you a great singer, is that it? No, singing makes you a good singer. Writing makes you a good writer. Yeah. A we're, not, we're not talking about writers. We're talking singers. Writers invent the music. Yeah. Anyone has a voice to sing. Voices are a dime a dozen. So Luis Miguel, who doesn't write music, therefore, is a dime a dozen? Because he's got a, a dime a dozen singer. He's a lounger. <laughs> <laughs> And with oh! passion, You're right. There is definitely something in this building. Make no mistake about it. God. <laughs> if he didn't grind his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he didn't grind his what? Coffee. Here's a mobile in, in Miami. Hello. 
Neil, you are God, but, yes. but you're so wrong. About, so wrong. about George what? George is right. BJ, uh, Beach Boys the versus... The BJs? <laughs> yeah, now, now we know where this guy's coming from. Beach, Beach Boys versus uh, Aerosmith, not even a comparison. You're right. There is, there is no comparison. You're right. I'll give you, I'll give you three reasons why. Number one, Brian Beach Will, Boys Let me have, tell you right now, Brian Wilson and Mike Love put together couldn't lick Stevie Tyler's ass. All right, all right. How many number one songs do the Beach Boys have versus Aerosmith? Aerosmith had one number one song. They only had okay? one? Yeah, only one, and yeah. that was that one from so uh, Armageddon. We're, we're going to base our, our... No, that's not true at all. Are you out of your mind? No, I just saw it on Behind the Music the, the other night. They said that was their only number one song ever. Well, I'll find out, because I have the book. I don't, I don't even have to, to, to tell you what the name of it is. Just a yeah, minute. I, I, yeah. I got the book here. I'll tell you how many number one songs. See, I don't. I don't. Hey, just, while, while you're like somebody up. asks sports holes we have on this station, I don't just open up a mouth unless <laughs> I sometimes have an idea what I'm talking about. While Let's, you're looking that up, I'll give you another reason. Yeah. They, Beach Boys experimented with different sounds and created new music. What did the, what did Aerosmith ever create that was different from what was already out? Rap. Beach Boys did harmonies that had never been done. They did uh, tape. They overdubbed. Yeah. Uh, Four and five part harmonies that had never been done before. Yeah, you know, I mean, they were innovative. Well, the Uncle I mean, got to number three. According to this, they didn't have any number one record. So the one you're talking about from Armageddon is the only. It was one. Armageddon, and that came out after that. Right that after the book, right? So, so Beach so Boys had that, at least so like what the, ten number ones. What does that mean? Elvis Presley had more number one records than both of them put together. Are you are you going to tell me Elvis Presley was better than the Beach Boys and Aerosmith? Because he had more number one Elvis, records? Elvis, Elvis Presley was one of the top three figures of, of music of all time. But that doesn't mean vanilla ice cream is the best-selling flavor of all time, but that doesn't make it the best. Don't I, you I, understand? I don't listen to vanilla ice. Okay, thanks. It's the film everyone wants to see. Vanilla Ice dies a long, bloody, agonizing, satanic death. The movie. See Ice drop from an 18-story building. Beaten and mugged by homeless people. Yo, get the phone. Break your face. Run over by a milk truck and clubbed to death by a group of angry 7th graders while being forced to listen to his own music. Boy, I really do suck. Vanilla Ice dies a long, bloody, agonizing, satanic death. The movie. See former Surgeon General C. Everett Coop extract the Iceman's tongue and save the world. Gene Shalit says, It's the feel-good movie of the 90s. Vanilla Ice dies a long, bloody, agonizing, satanic death. The movie. A cheesy teen idol production. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. All right. Jersey, the Brendan Byrne Expressway.
It's a 131 at 560 WQM. We have an open line of date, 5670560. That last guy, boy, that was giving me a song and a dance about all the Beach Boys number one hits, et cetera, and so on. Well, I mean, if you're going to go based on the charts, and hits then he's, don't mean. Then he's, huh? Hits don't mean. And then he's telling me that Elvis Presley was better than the Beach Boys or Aerosmith. And I like Elvis. I like most of his music, like I've said before. I don't have a blow-up doll. I will not be going to Graceland any time this year. It's not my agenda. But, I mean, again, it's the most ludicrous comparison. It's, a, it's like saying that Elvis Presley was better than Fats Domino. What? No way. Not even in the same That's category. Fats music. Domino is a sensational, one of the all-time best. An originator. No Beach Boys, by the way. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I have to agree partially with George. Um, the, the, this is the way it goes. Yeah. Beach Boys, then Marvin Gaye, then Elvis Presley, then Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. Aerosmith, early Aerosmith, all he did was copy the Stones, and late Aerosmith sucks. They, they have nothing to do with the Rolling Stones. Oh, I mean, they were they, America's. They, they tried to be America's little version of the Rolling Stones. It's obvious the way he... No, they did not. Even his, even his stage... His stage you know, whatever, out on stage, he tried to act like Mick. Why, because he's got big lips? So that means he was trying to uh, be Mick Jagger? No, he tried to move like him. He tried no, to sing like him. No, I don't think so. I, I don't agree with you. Neil, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> he's wrong. Sir, I have the buzzer. Open line to date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, and again, like the Stones, okay, with that concert this weekend, the Stones, uh, you know, geriatric tour in Sunrise. As they come out with the walkers and the canes and they'll be wheeling them out there and all of that. You know, if that's what you like, more power to you. You're living in the past. But again, like comparing the Rolling Stones with Aerosmith, to me, it's it's laughable. It's ridiculous. It's a joke. It would be like comparing uh, uh, Celine Dion with the Dusty Springfield. Kenneth Masmacho, by the way. I think Anne Marie still got it. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, hi Neil. Yes, uh, sir. You, what did you get hit by a puck last night? Uh, George is right. Where do you get bubblegum music from the Beach Boys? They're both great bands. Where but, do I uh, get it? Yeah. Right out of the uh, CD. There it is. Yeah, it's uh, you know light light music. It's not like uh, you know I love it. Don't get me wrong, I like the music, but it's not serious music. Well, yeah, and of course, Aerosmith made a song called Pink. That's real serious. That was a piece of crap. Well, I, I, I actually just, I just like, like Co- song. just like Kokomo. Do you like Kokomo? Um, no. no, not really. No, there you go. Here, no, not you, really. you, you name me any group, any artist that never made a clunker, and I'll uh, I'll listen. Right. I mean, anybody's capable of a clunker, but right. Uh, so you're judging Aerosmith by Pink. Rhymes with no, not, no, not, not all. I'm just saying. So, that so what does that mean? Beach Boys were real great, feel good music. Some serious, right. some serious. But that well, wasn't well, bubble music. Some of it was serious. What? What was serious? Maybe a serious song. Uh, what? Uh, good vibration. Oh, oh, yeah, good, vibration. good vibration. Thank you. Too many, too many nights listening to Aaron Summers. I think is your problem, sir. Good vibrations, my ass. Or your groundbreaking, history making. Got the Beatles on the phone calling them up something? singing their kudos. The Beatles, the Beatles were doing mushrooms again at the time. Let me just tell you this. Good Vibrations isn't even one of their better songs. Okay. It's not. Like like on, on just on this one CD, 
409. Is Good Vibrations as good as 409? No. As good as God Only Knows? No. Catch it. Now, here's a song that wasn't even a hit, okay? Wasn't even a hit that they get, that they gave to Jan and Dean, who couldn't sing the way out of a paper box, and Brian Wilson and, and Mike Love wrote most of the music for Jan and Dean. Here's a song that was ripped off under a Sidewalk Surfing was the name by Jan and Dean. Catch a wave and you Great. It was like on the B side of uh, Be True to Your Shoe or something like that. Great. A million times better than uh, Good Vibrations. Yes. Ten million times better. Oh, by the way, speaking of Jan and Dean. It's on here. Wait a minute. Talk about a flagrant ripoff. It's not like they stole it. They just gave him the music, and they said, okay, here, try and do something with this, okay, you poor bastards, because one of you better get in a real bad car crash and you need the royalty money. Kill it. Is that the worst you ever heard in your life? And you wonder why he got in a car crash. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. There's a lot of things that you can't do. Let's take a brief minute. You'll probably eat it when you first try to shoot the curve. Kill it. Man. Could they sing or what, that Jan and Dina? No. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was calling um, about the Beach Boys thing. Yes. I think that uh, they were pretty influential. Um, you like yes, the Beatles, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, the Beatles wouldn't have I, made Sgt. Pepper. I'm not doubting that they were influential, that they were great, that they were like uh, all of these things. Doesn't that make them more important? I'm, I'm not discussing who's more important. I'm discussing whose music was better. Sir? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't think that Aerosmith's music is very important. I mean, influence Aerosmith is Aerosmith is not an important group. Aerosmith is a groundbreaking group. Groundbreaking? Yes. What, what song of theirs is groundbreaking? All of the early songs were groundbreaking. You name them. All of the early songs. What are they, That was what? One album? Two albums? And? I think, the, I think the Beach Boys had more than that. Yeah, and then, and let me ask you this. Since, since you know, and again, I shouldn't be on the defensive because I like the Beach Boys, but like Surfing Safari, Surfer Girls, Surfing USA... Do you want to dance? Uh, dance, dance, dance. You can take all of these different records, and you can take 90% of them and condense them down to the same three songs. They were groundbreaking in so, the so way that not, they you're, created you're music. Not, you're not responding to what I just said because you know it's true. And I like every one of the songs. 99% other than Kokomo, I don't think the Beach Boys ever made a record I didn't like. 98% I liked, okay? But the, most of them were the same. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I understand so, a lot so, of music so was what the same. So they what difference does it make about started, the volume of albums? They started it, making it, music with different types of instruments and right. changing the face of music. I understand that, but I'm talking about the music itself. I'm not. You, how about Les Paul and Mary Ford? That's before my time. Okay, thank you. How about Gogi Grant and the Wayward Wind with the phasing? Huh? And see, now, you're laughing, but I'm serious. 
That was one of the first records, The Big Hurt by Tony Fisher. Those were some of the earliest records where they did phasing and music. But, uh, you know, anybody here know about Les Paul and Mary Ford? No. I know about Les Paul. But other than us? No. But they're all music experts. And let me say it again. Surfer, I mean, you can look down the list. 95% of them are the same song. Well, half. I'll give you that. Like I said, 78%. 33. 45 RPM. Why are you airing sh** like this? Lawrence Miller is a piece of sh**. Oh, he's in blue. Is a piece of sh**. Charlie Blue. Is a piece of sh**. Yes, you're welcome. A piece of sh**. Okay, 145 at 560 WQM. So we've decided Elvis is like what? Down on the list. Way down there. Way down. We like Elvis. Uh, he's okay, but he's down on the list. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Now, how about uh, Gloria Estefan? <laughs> Here's a mobile in North Miami Beach. Hello. Me of God. Yes, sir. I don't know why you waste your time with all these think they know it all. George is an idiot. How could he even... Put Marvin Gaye behind the Beach Boys. Bubblegum is Beach Boys. That's what it is. That's it. And what you should have listened to the crap that he was putting on while you were on vacation, some Celtic crap. Some I what? almost died. Some what crap? Some Celtic or something like that. Some some Irish or some kind of country music there that he brought, pulled Irish out of his country ass. music was getting ready for St. Patty's Day. You know how they are. We have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade. Come on, let's go. Let's have some valid stuff here from some people who really know music instead of all these ass lickers. Oh, we went to Graceland to see the ghost of Elvis. I'm not talking about simpletons who want to jump on a bandwagon by sticking a post in each other's... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that really uh, can appreciate fine music, like the Backstreet Boys. Let's go to a West Palm Beach. Hello? Yeah, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I'm one of the black musicians that works here in West Palm Beach. Yeah, uh, man. Play jazz, rhythm, and blues. Yes, sir. I've been in business a long time. I grew up with Aerosmith. I'm right. Yonkers, New York. Yes, sir. Where Steve and I went to high school, and I went to high school with Joe Kramer. I'd like to get your email address and send you the pictures of all of us. Yeah. And or uh, we don't do email. Okay, you just have facts. Yeah. You just have a fax. Just the facts, like Jack Webb. Well, maybe I can mail some of the copies of the pictures to Steve okay. for you. Great. Of us in Aerosmith. Every time they're down here, we get together and party. Right. Steve's a great guy. 
and uh, Joe Kramer. The other guys. How could anybody compare them with the Rolling Stones? Uh, it just, yeah. it just uh, makes yeah. me nauseous. Yeah, the, the way it happened is that they, they went up to Boston and met the other guys. They're, they're, uh, Steve and Joey are from Yonkers, New York, yeah. where I'm from. And uh, and I've been playing music a long time. And uh, and Steve, uh, when we were in high school, we had those mixers. Uh, he used to he used to do the Mick Jagger thing a long time ago. But he got teased a lot and everything. But he, he's a he's a really great guy. And um, uh, as far as the comparison, there is none. You know? Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay, hang on. George will give you the address, and you can uh, zip it over here. Yeah. And the pictures, too. Okay, we have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So what did he say? Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Yeah, guys. Yes, sir. I don't know what George has been eating for lunch, but uh, I don't know. Who has about the Beach Boys? They're, they're, they're kids' music. They're, they're, they have no content, the Beach Boys. Yeah, hard, you know, great harmonies and, uh, you know. and that's, It's like uh, listening to the Chipmunks they wrote, or something. They, wrote they, all their, they have nothing to say. The Chipmunks at a little bit slower RPM. They're like the Chipmunks at 42 RPM. That's it's, right. Exactly. But they were great, but uh, the Chipmunks, good comparison. I like that. Aerosmith, you know, they have, they, they have, a, little, you know, they have a little little content in their music. They, uh, and I like Marvin McGay because, uh, you know, it gets me late. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's Marvin Gaye. Oh, you're comparing the Beach Boys with this? I can't believe it. Keep going back to that same stupid crap. We're not talking about writers, about Bach and Beethoven. We're talking about singers. People who made music, who Singers opened don't their make mouths. music. They follow instructions. They make music, okay? You can have all the instructions in the world. Unless you've got the vocal abilities, you can give the same. You could give Jan and Dean, there's a classic example, the same music as Brian Wilson, and they still can't make music because they can't sing. Anyone you can give, yeah, here's a good example. You could give Ricky Martin, with all the respect to how good they made him look, how they did that, I only wish I knew. You could give him the same music as they give to Luis Miguel, okay? And I'm sure his Spanish is impeccable, almost as good as his English. Could Ricky Martin make the same music that Luis Miguel makes? No. No. Yeah. Oh. I feel so weak. I feel just so... That's a word I was thinking of, weak. Weak. The both of them. Weak. Luis Miguel is weak. He's got a good voice, but he'd be nothing without songwriters. What would he sing? If you ever saw Luis Miguel in concert, which you won't because you're a hard-hearted spick. I saw, I saw clips of it. No, no, no. If TV. you ever saw him live, like you were right there, like I was three different times, once in Vegas and twice here, and you saw him sing and sing everything perfectly and never miss a note and, and just do things with his voice that nobody could dream of doing, you wouldn't be saying all these things. You wouldn't even be thinking. All of these things. Right. But you're just saying it to be a little Ojean provocateur. Yeah, sure. Because, yeah, right. Yeah. You're not fooling us because nobody's that dumb. Here's a Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree with the caller that was saying that the Beach Boys were uh, more influential. But, I mean, as far as something I like personally, Aerosmith. Yeah. But if you want to get to uh, the root of where they come from. Let's just... get to the root. Yeah, listen, listen to their own words. Steven Tyler and Joe Perry admit that what they are a knockoff of is of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. That's all they are. Well, they, okay, that I can handle, but not the Rolling Stones. Uh, well, the Rolling Stones, of course, they have, you know, they made their influence too, but now you're, you're right. They're walking around in walkers over right. there. And so you want to listen, you want to listen to some real ass kicking stuff? Yeah. Led Zeppelin, man. 
Okay. All right. See ya. Okay, here's a medley of their hit, by the way. And you know what we're forgetting in the midst of all of this? More influential today than all the groups that have been uh, mentioned put together. Yeah. Come on, let's hear it. Get ready for tonight at the Macarena. Come on. Let's go. This is it. Forget about the Beast Boys, Marvin Gaye, Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, The Stones. Forget about all these uh, mediocre groups, okay? Let's get with the heavy-duty stuff. Heavy-duty. Come on. It's only a four-hour show. Let's go. Oh, listen to that. Rosie and the Originals, Angel Baby, Sour, Sour Notes. Oh, God. I cringe. Huh? 